We are live, WrestlePurist Podcast, episode 95. A little bit of a different Thursday cast today, but it will be our usual show where we review AEW Dynamite, talk the latest big topics from the past day or so, and there's a lot to talk about. But first things first, please like, subscribe, turn on post notifications, send any super chats with any questions or takes that you want uh, want us read out. And uh, I hope everyone's doing good, especially my fellow co-hosts. We have Anna, Ayo, and the Thursday regular Charlie today. Anna, your first time doing a Dynamite review in, a, uh, in quite a while. Always get asked Months. to have you on these podcasts, so it's nice to have you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad to be here. I gotta say, like, after a certain decision at All In, I texted Monty immediately. They put me <laughs> any day this week. Please. <laughs> I'm free any day. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> a name in the hat. She was ready to go. <laughs> Good stuff. But, like I said, uh, happy to have you, as always. And uh, did you enjoy All In, other than that one particular decision, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point today? <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, I did. I did, definitely. But the thing is, I was working while All In was happening. So I was trying okay. to cook at the same time as I was looking at the screen. <laughs> so I couldn't like fully enjoy it in the moment. And I had to watch it after. But it, overall, I think it was a good show. For the first Wembley show, I think it was pretty good. Definitely next year, they'll have it more figured out how to do like a huge show. Because I still mm-hmm. feel like you'd miss that huge show feel. For me, I wasn't there. So, you know. Uh, yeah, but please. yeah. I feel like it was a good first Wembley show for sure. It was really nice to see like the whole crowd and everything. I was really happy for everyone. So, yeah. yeah. And for you guys who were there as well, like I was really happy seeing that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, wasn't it, Charlie? This is our first yeah. time doing a podcast since All In, where we finally met for the first time in person. But yeah, yeah. how are you doing? And how was your All In weekend? I'm doing good. Been recovering from the weekend because it was a long weekend. I was there Friday, Oops. Saturday, and Sunday. But no, All In was such a fun time. I had a great time there. Like being on the floor for some of it and then like the media box for some of it as well. It was like two different experiences, but they were both really cool. So I had a great time and I'm just ready to talk wrestling because that's all I ever do these days. So. Wait, so did somebody text Big Shot Charlie in the middle of the show to come up to the media box? No, I had media credentials, Ayo. What did you have and have? Huh? What made you what made you uh go to the floor and then go up top? Because I'd already bought a ticket before I got approved uh, for the media okay. credentials and there was specific matches I wanted to like just be in the crowd for. And then they ran them all back to back, so it was super easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh certainly a hot start, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I had um I had credentials as well, but decided to sit in the floor seats because uh we had we had pretty good seats, man. Took some videos for the account. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. But yeah, man, happy everyone enjoyed it. Big AO, the big star, no face, no case. At all. How you doing? Uh, hold on, this is turn on my mic. You're either too quiet or you're too loud. Like, <laughs> no, AO can never please his, I don't, I don't his know live chat. Is, bro, because like I don't, I don't touch the fucking, I don't touch the shit. Do I sound better now? Do I sound better? Yeah. All right. Uh, say say less. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Football's back today. Big slate. Utah versus Florida. You feel me? So wrestling, wrestling might be shit, but at least my first true love football is back. You feel me? So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna enjoy that. All in, all in was 
fantastic 24 hour stream appreciate everybody that was there yes. um i didn't i didn't i didn't hate dynamite last night i did have a couple issues with it but there was a lot there was some parts that were really enjoyable some parts mm-hmm. not so much um you know on to collision and on to fucking all out where where shane taylor will be having a singles match so <laughs> we're definitely gonna get into that we're gonna get into aw don what we're gonna do like our recap review like we always do on thursdays we're gonna take a look at the all out card as it stands right now i do okay <laughs> Monty um, froze on us. You sure do. <laughs> okay. So, Dynamite. <laughs> the Dynamite, yeah. I can't even remember what kicked it off. What was the first? It started with... Um... Star Wars Mox and... Uh... Yes. Commander. 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 Um, uh. Oh, wow, he's still frozen. Hold on. Take him down, bring him back up. Yep. Ah... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we started with Mox and Commander. Um, it was a different style of match that Commander worked. Oh, Monty's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so much. Bro, like you were just <laughs> you, were, you were just a still image. I, I brought you down, try to bring you back up. You should just turn to a black page. It was crazy. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm stranded out here, no laptop. I'm on my phone right now, trying to do this AW Dynamite review. Mm-hmm. Um, how am I sounding? So okay, okay, so if I sound okay, then I guess I can, you know, I can get you guys started while I restart this laptop. All right, AW Dynamite review. We're going to look at the all-out card as well. Uh, we're going to talk about the build. We're going to talk about the card as it stands right now. And a few, uh, you know, there's been a few more notes regarding CM Punk and the Jack Perry incident because, of course, there has. Because TK did the all-out media call earlier on. So, you know, there's going to be a few notes from them. We're going to talk about the main things, I guess. And, yeah, let's just let's just don't jump right into it with the AW Dynamite review from last night. Um, of course, following up on AW All-In, huge historic notes for AW. It's the all-out go-home show as well. Kind of a unique dynamite in that sense, in terms of what they're coming off of and what they need to build all in the space of one night, really. Um, of course, CM Punk and Jack Perry, not there. Oh. <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to power through. I'm having enough technical difficulties at the minute. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there was some there was some issues, wasn't there, going into this dynamite. There was some yeah. travel issues. There was some a couple of people suffering illnesses. And TK did a tweet saying he had to change some plans and there were some big stars that were gonna be missing and uh, one of them was Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega was having some flight issues. Uh Soraya and Swerve had some illness minor illness issues and it wasn't exactly the ideal situation for poor TK, which has oh, been kind of um you know, my usual <laughs> my usual take on TK's happening the past few days. It's uh, not been ordeal for him, but a good show. Quick thought, quick brief thoughts on the show overall. Uh AO. It was a pretty okay show. Yeah, um I what I really liked about the show, I, I I tweeted about it yesterday, I know you tweeted about it as well, Monty. 
Um, they made sure that to like swing their dicks over All In being a massive success, like financially in the ring as a show. Like, there's very few things you can say about All In that weren't done well. I think even even the women's match that people were just like, oh, brother, fucking Soraya and DMD are gonna fucking make this terrible. It was it was not like a work rate masterclass by any means, but they didn't go out there and embarrass themselves and cause a fuck town of discourse. You know, which I think a lot of people were scared about, but um, then Soraya fucking went over, so then that just created the discourse anyway. So there was fuck, there's that, but um, I, I really, I really, really like the show. I I really like the show. It was a great viewing experience. Um, I was up for over a day straight at that point doing the fucking twenty four hour stream, and I, I didn't feel that at all, bro. And then uh, so so good on AEW for for putting that over, using Dynamite to put that over. Um, they they didn't do a good job building all out um Kenny, uh ibu said the the kenny omega to catch build has been pathetic it absolutely fucking has been pathetic and i i it's hard with with like kenny's kenny was stuck in the middle uh, in a literal hurricane um before this dynamite but still bro like it would have to be an all-timer angle for them to get the juice in this matchup that's needed at this point there's really no reason to even put over to catch it right now. I don't know why Kenny would put over Takeshi right now. It hasn't been built up in that fashion for Takeshi to finally beat Kenny or anything like that. So Kenny should just go over, get some wins again. He's been losing a bunch of big matches. You can circle the, bo- the block back with his Takeshi feud and shit. And then it's just like, I don't know, it's like Hobbs versus versus Miro. Like, they're gonna have to have like a killer go-home angle yeah. this Saturday to make me care about that. I mean, we're talking about fucking Dynamite right now, but I was, I'm not happy with the all-out build. I'm not happy with the all-out card. Um, people are saying, oh, it's AEW. They make these cards, and then they exceed expectation. Like, fans bitch about the cards, and then they go out there and exceed expectation. There's absolutely wrestling fans, AEW, WWE, Impact, New Japan, fucking Dragon Gate, wherever, stardom, that just are doomers about everything. and will just cry about everything. But these pay-per-view builds... They're not doomers about these builds, but they're not great. And I, I love the All In Go Home show. I think that was probably the best Go Home show AW's ever done, unless I'm like yes. missing something from like 2019 or early 2020. But if I'm not, it's probably the best Go Home show they've ever done. But this Go Home show for All Out was pretty pathetic, bro. Like it was pretty terrible. I mean, it, not as an episode of Dynamite, but as a means of telling me that I need to buy All Out yeah. this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would I buy All Out? Like I'm not, I'm not, bro. I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, good matches though. Good matches. I fucking yeah. love Penta versus OC. Uh, Eddie versus Yuta was real grabs. Commander versus uh, fucking Mox was great. So that, those are my brief thoughts on Dynamite right now. Any other brief thoughts before we dive in? Anna, Charlie. I agree with everything. I was gonna yeah. say it's pretty much nailed it all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So um. The show opens with a Wembley Stadium, AEW All-In video package, a few highlights and stuff like that. Nice touch. Should be the standard after a pay-per-view, you know? Especially one as big as AEW All-In or Wembley Stadium ones. But, yeah, this was, this was a nice touch. And then the first match on the show, John Moxley versus Commander. thought this was a nice little match. John Moxley wins via armbar. Um, yeah, man, Moxley putting the working boots on. Not a surprise, is it, Charlie? No, it's never a surprise with Marx. He's he really is like the ace of AEW because it feels like whenever anything goes wrong, it's just like, all right, 
mocks his front and center again. He's like, in, right. <laughs> he's in a big feud. Like he's gonna make it feel big time, and he's the old reliable for AEW right now. And I think he should get more flowers for it personally. Absolutely. But I really enjoyed the match. I thought Commander looked really good in it. Um, Mox just has like a really unique chemistry with Luchadors, and he works really well with them. I always enjoy these sort of matches. So he's good yeah, at being them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anna, you have a good time with this one. Yeah, I think it was good. Uh, Commander, I feel like every opportunity that he has so far on t on TV to show out, he's been showing out. He's been like stepping up every time, every opportunity. So I'm really happy to see him getting more and more matches. And like you said, Mox is the ace of AEW. He's one of the most important wrestlers there. So the fact that Commander got a match against him, I think is very important for him as well. So I think it was a good match in general, yeah. Yeah, it was a good opener. Good way to start the show, Ayo. It was, it was a really good way to start the show. Um, you could tell the AW was kind of like scrounging to put a show together because, like, it's always like wrestling centric and matches always get time. But I feel like this this show more than others just like, all right, go out there and fucking wrestle. Like y'all got mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes. And I I think Commander used did a did a good job of using up this time. Fucking that Chicago crowd though. Oh my god, they fucking sucked, bro. That shit was that. That did not seem like Chicago mm. at all, bro. Like, mm. They, I, if they were hot all night, it's genuinely, <laughs> it's genuinely a much better show. If they were hot all night, I think, I think some people's opinions on that show change. But them just fucking sitting there, sitting on their fucking hands, giving, giving Matt Taven what chances, chance? Like he's not a fucking multiple time world champion. Like it's 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 disgusting to me, bro. Like it's 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 fucking disgusting. Not enough Matt Taven supremacy. Yeah, bro. Like, why, are they going, why are they going out there and disrespecting Matt Taven? Not Matt Taven. Yeah. Act, act like act like you have some fucking sense. Act like you've been somewhere before. But yeah, man. The uh, Max Commander, nice little opener, and we got a Orange Cassidy pre. Oh, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy pre-tape promo. <laughs> this is kind of, um, you know, workhorse promo, putting himself over and the work he's been putting in with the international total lately. Puts over his match with Penta later on in the show. And he tells Max that he's not the same Orange Cassidy as four years ago. And um, very much like the promo that he cuts at the end of the show, which, of course, we'll get into. But it seems like Orange Cassidy is tapping into something, something different for this year, you know. Mm -hmm. He's getting fired up. Um, any any quick notes on that before we dive into <laughs> the books pre tape? Good. Um, no, no notes here. Yeah. Of course, the the main promo from Orange is yeah. after like, at the very yeah. end of the show, right. so we'll talk about it a bit more then. But yeah, there was a young books pre tape promo from Wembley, and they're kind of they're just in the locker room, just a bit dejected, disappointed. You know, and uh, in comes FTR, the AW Tag Team Champions, of course, on the winning side at Wembley. But Young Bucks didn't shake the hands after the match when FTR offered them. Real. Bit of a so weird tension. Bit of a bit, <laughs> bit, bit of a weird tension after the match. And FTR asked them about, it, you know, what's up? Why, why didn't we get a handshake? Bucks just kind of blew it off as, you know, it's just heat at the moment. Blah, blah, blah. And they seem pretty chill about it. This fucking cash um, is covered head to toe in gunpowder residue. They're not trying to get. They're not trying to get incriminated. Incriminated. Hanging out with that thug. All right. That's why they ain't shaking his hand. <laughs> Something like that. They went to shake his hand, but you know, they went to shake hands, and it looked like everything was chill. 
And then in comes Jay White and Buddy Good Gold, and he says, This is the winner's locker room, and the book shouldn't be in here. And he's doing his kind of, you know, he's doing his usual shtick, and he's getting under the skin of the books and FTR. And, um, you know, they, they go back and forth. They go back and forth. Jay White's very spiteful. And this is basically just a build up to the later announced eight man tag team match. Interesting stuff, Charlie. Uh, FTR and the Young Bucks are tag teaming together on the same team and they'll be taking on Bullet Club Gold at AEW All Out this weekend. Um, was you surprised by this all? No, because this is what I thought the All Star Eight Man Tag on Collision was going to be last week. So the fact that they're doing it all out actually kind of makes more sense for them to mm-hmm. do it like after the matches. I think it's just them kind of being like, FTR Bucks feud isn't over because one of the teams is like turning heel all out and it's going to be the Bucks. So, I mean, I am excited for this match. I actually think it's going to be really good. Yeah, FTR is not turning back heel until the fans nah. force them to. They're, they're, they're marks for the pops, I fear. But, you know, that's, that's their prerogative. I think the the books work better as heels, especially at the moment now. Anyway, you know, um, yeah, people, especially in, in Chicago. Do you think the title be in Chicago, Charlie? Or what do you What do you think will happen as far as that yeah, goes? Yeah, I, I think I think the title will be in Chicago. I think like something there's going to be like a miscommunication in the match, and Dax or we're going to hit one of the bucks with a move, and then they're just going to fucking super kick their heads off, and I'm going to pop huge for it. It's going to be a great moment. It will be good shit. Uh, I'd love to have seen AO's reaction. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the AW Dynamite watch along and see what AO's reaction was when he saw the FTR, those damn FTR boys, as he called them, <laughs> tag teaming with his precious <laughs> young books, <laughs> man. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this is this and the Better Than You Baby match were two matches that I was told about prior yeah. to Dynamite. Um, but. I still popped on screen on stream. Um and I popped but like like you know, like just like a sad whale. Like uh <laughs> like uh you might have to do like uh 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 what do they call them again? Uh in home check. What do they call those in house checks again? Like when they, when you said Yeah, welfare check. <laughs> like I bro, get my goats away from these two <laughs> fucking criminals. Bro, you got Dax Harwood over here posting bottles of alcohol 24-7, then going for drives. I don't know what he got going on. What in the Jimmy Uso he got going on? You got Cash Wheeler. You got Cash Wheeler over here doing drive-by, gang-related drive-by shootings. Doing that shit in school zones. You feel me? And, and you're making these two good christian boys do an entire program <laughs> with them and shit they're gonna get corrupted jeff hardy didn't do drugs and alcohol before he got to the wwe and they corrupted him all right the one two three kid didn't do drugs and alcohol until he got to the wwe and they corrupted him next thing you know you may you make the bucks tag with ftr one too many times all of a sudden they're saying su woo they're throwing around gang signs Nick Jackson shooting up malls and shit and gang-related <laughs> incidents. It's going all downhill. So I'm going to need them to do this tag, do one more tag. My goats get their belts back, 
and never wrestle these dudes again. The series is 4-4. I mean, it's 2-2. Everybody can live happy. The FTR didn't get buried by the Bucks, and it's over. All right? Anna? <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a good match, but I, I want the Bucks to turn on FTR in the middle of the match because I... Like, it will be a good match, but I don't feel like it should be a long match. You know what I mean? Like, give them, like, 10 minutes, 15 max, and, like, that's done. Make the Bucks Just turn in the, in the match. Exactly. In the match right there, make Jay White get the pin, and, like, that's it for me. I am not... I think it's going to be, like, fun, but I'm not interested in it that much. I feel like as much as I should be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's all of all out for me, like... I should be excited, like, especially with Kenny and Takashita. Like, I should be excited, but I'm not that much. Right. And you know what I mean? So, so for me, it's just another match. That exactly. So it's just another match that I'm like, yeah, I just hope the book's turn. And that's all yeah. I want. So They could have told a really awesome story with Kenny and Takeshita. It's like, mm. like Takeshita's yeah. the new Hangman. But what if Hangman was evil instead of just, like, yeah. conflicted or whatever? But instead, they've done none of that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, they're wrestling on Sunday. This shit fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, he rolled him up in Wembley Stadium, so right. now we have a match next week. Like, oh, okay. Bro. Yeah. And then no, after like the fact they have a story together for years, like for more mm-hmm. than ten years that they know each other, all of that is like, oh, we mentioned that once, so the match is important. Right. Yeah. I need to. I need to see some DDT clips, like some pictures when Takeshi was a literal fucking child wrestling with Kenyan shit. Like this would. This is all things that would really help the feud. Like these are things that they even still could have done with Kenny not there, and like, yeah. I, and they just didn't. I don't. I don't fucking know, bro. They they're no, probably fucking front like, this pay per view. Yeah, I feel like they're they're building it as Kenny versus Don Cal is not ten, Kenny versus Takeshita, and for yeah. me, like that just takes the importance of the match. You know right. what I mean? Because I want to see Kenny versus Takeshita. I want to see their story, the whole thing about Takeshita being like the new big superstar, and Kenny, you know, he's mm-hmm. already. Maybe at the tail end of his career, not the tail end, but like the second half of his career or something. Right. So there was so much, uh, so much story and so like history and so many interesting ways to tell it. But you decide to make oh, it's actually Kenny versus Don Callis and Takashi is just like Don Callis' lapdog or something. It it doesn't hit. It doesn't feel important. It doesn't feel like a big match. It doesn't. It just doesn't have like any feel to it. And it was supposed to be a really important emotional match that people were hoping, like waiting for this match for since Takashi first went to AEW. So. They really, I, it's yeah. astounding to me how they dropped the ball on that one because like, it really felt like one of those matches you couldn't drop the ball possibly, and they still did. Takeshita you know? was know so it's... red hot in the ring earlier this year, like, and then they paired him with Callis, and it was like really cool for a couple of weeks, and then Takeshita just didn't wrestle matches anymore, and I feel like that really hurt his momentum as well. Like him not wrestling on Dynamite, even like every couple of weeks, has meant like we don't get to see him in the ring as much anymore. So people are just kind of like. Well, there's nothing, like, keeping us entertained here right now. It's just right. Don Callis talking all the time, so... Yeah. It's a big yeah, presentation exactly. issue as well, so... Yeah. There's, uh-huh. there's a lot of, thing, there's a lot of it, things it had, to it. Go on, Anna. It has so much potential. No, I was just going to say, like, we know it's going to be a good match. Like, of course yeah. it's going to be a good match, unless they really yeah. fuck the booking up again, which I'm... I wouldn't be surprised at the point that the things are now, you know. I <laughs> would not be surprised. Uh... But yeah, we would take a lot to, to fuck this up. But at the same time, with the storyline, I also thought the same thing, and they did. So I don't know. It's just very disappointing for me because it was a feud that I was hoping for and I was expecting ever since Akashita yeah. first 
step into AEW before he was even signed. So, yeah. Charlie, I've got some um, got some law questions for you. Mm-hmm. All right, I just want you to put some uh, put some fears. I don't know if I'll put fears is the right word, but I just want you to like squash some things for me. Right, so FTR and the Young Bucks, they went to shake hands, but yes. they didn't. Is that something I should be keeping an eye on? And also, with the books potentially turning here at all out, will that be? Is there any chance of it being a, a Bullet Club <laughs> books reunion thing again? Right. Okay. So with like the shaking hand things, I think that's just them like telegraphing like, okay, this feud isn't over. Like, yes, they've had their rubber match of like their first three matches, but like. There's still more to this story, and like rightfully so, because it took them three years to have three matches. So, yeah. um, I don't, I don't think the Bucks are going to be joining Bullet Club Gold. That would be an interesting decision. Like, fucking three months after the Elite finally reuniting properly, though Matt Jackson did wear a Bullet Club top like three months ago on Dynamite. Yeah, he did randomly so, wore a Bullet Club shirt. <laughs> that would be like one of the funniest callbacks they could do to like that random moment. But no, I don't, I don't think the Bucks are joining Bullet Club Gold. It would be a choice. Have I they been hinting at any uh, anything interesting over on BTE? Or anything I should be uh, keeping my eye out for? Um, I watched BTE this week. I have. No, there's not. There's okay. not really. Like, the last things they were, like, really hinting at were, like, their contract re-signing, and then that was announced anyway, so. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. You know, um, before we get back into Dynamite, We'll do a few super chats real quick, keep them coming, people. Any questions, any takes, mm-hmm. anything like that, send them in and we will get them up on screen, of course. Karan, as always, 100 rupees, appreciate you. There was always the feeling that Eddie may be the one to dethrone MJF, but now MJF's a face, so they have to pivot to a heel. Who could that be? Cole? Um, I don't know, it's interesting. I don't think there's any plans. I don't even think they're actually looking actively for who's going to... <laughs> defeat MJF just yeah, yet. I think yeah. MJF's gonna ride this out for. Uh, I think like last spring they're like, all right, like we're we're getting this off of MJF Grand Slam, but now that like he's like fucking red hot, like all of AEW's investments finally like paying off on MJF. I think they're gonna yeah. ride this out as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, probably. I don't think that doing the feud with Eddie wouldn't work now that MJF is a face. I think it would work anyways. Yeah, it's like, gonna work anyway. Yeah. Nobody's getting like, cheered uh, over Eddie Kingston, bro. Like, nobody's getting cheered over Eddie. No, and also, like, uh, MJF can turn back into a heel very fast it, for yeah. just one feud. You know, like, we know, and yeah, no, I would like him to not to, but for him, he's always walking on that line. So it yeah. would mm-hmm. be very easy for him to go to one side and then still be kind of in the middle. I think yeah. if there's anyone who can work with that dynamic, it's him. You know, it, it, it would so. be like the punk feud all over again. Like, Punk yeah. just got to AEW. Like, Full Gear was his second pay-per-view. And Eddie was getting him booed out the fucking arena. Mm-hmm. Like, Punk, <laughs> like, Punk being back was, like, brand new in everybody's minds. Brawl Out didn't happen. Like, everybody was still, yeah, Punk's here. Like, go AEW and shit. And as soon as, like, as soon as Eddie was like, it's me versus you, like, people chose Eddie's side fast as fuck. Yeah. And I think the same thing would happen to MJF, I think. People love Eddie, man. He's a special yeah. kind of baby face. Really is. Um, O'Shea, 499, appreciate you. 
<laughs> Jack, Perry, Jack Perry should be happy. I'd let Simon Punk choke me any time I want to. Saturday, please tune in to watch a real premium live event. I'm fucking crying. Oh, dude. No, Shout out um, to uh, Ice Cube Jr. Ibu, of course, you all know. Uh, 4.99, appreciating. I'm weak. Um, at least the AEW series finale on some levels fire. I'm gonna catch up with some TV shows and shit. <laughs> Follows this up with one ninety nine, and he says three point five. Oh, brother, bro. Oh, I think he's this not is even the getting like update. He's not even getting like <laughs> updates, bro. He's just like, oh well, just nothing, 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 nothing's <laughs> happened, so I'm just gonna assume that it's going down. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Ibu tweet. Someone asked Ibu like. Over the weekend, like on a scale of one to ten, how over is it for AEW? And he tweeted like seven or something. Mm-hmm. And over the past few days, this has ranged from seven to eight to six to four. And now so I now, think now this is now we're at three and a half. Three so. and a half. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe things are looking up. Well, I don't know. <laughs> what is this? We'll wait and see. You know, what is nigga um, asking for a KD of weed? One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Donnelly, $5. Appreciate you. The all-out pay-per-view should just be footage of Punk choking Perry. It would definitely get more boys than this show. <laughs> Bro, could you imagine? Like, <laughs> I want the footage the footage. so bad. <laughs> Bro, what if, the, what if the footage comes out, right? And it's I Jack Perry. Laugh. Putting hands and feet on Punk, and Punk just getting him in like a desperation chokehold, and them just being in there until it gets broken up. Like, could you imagine what that would do for Jack Perry's career, bro? Like, he'd be so fucking. It sounds like Io's wishful thinking. You know? I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying that's like physically possible or anything that came close to happening. But imagine if that shit happened, bro. Like, imagine if that's what happened. So I really want guys. this finish to come out. Oh my god. Like please, someone needs to please release. So funny. Want, there's a part of me I, I still don't fully believe. Money. You know, I, I, my brain just cannot process that this, that this should happen again. I need to see it. <laughs> oh, we've had brawl out. We've had brawl in. Just, just don't know, does it? I don't want that to to drop. It was gonna embarrass my boy Jack Perry. I feel. <laughs> keep yeah, that in keep, the vault. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for uh, TMZ. Daily, yeah. the Daily Mail over here, Charlie. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Sun. Oh <laughs> the Sun publishing a story oh on a backstage fight in Wembley Stadium <laughs> would be the funniest shit ever. <laughs> Listen, the UK tabloids, oh. they, they could be, they could be cooking that story right now for tomorrow morning. I need them to break know. it down on Good Morning, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Codeman's left hand 199 appreciate you the only non-problematic pillar is Darby Lowe well I mean it's an interesting I mean, Darby, <laughs> Darby, Darby, the, only non, the only non-problematic in AEW is Darby in the, okay. yeah, yeah, in the confines of AEW yeah in the know. confines of the company yeah, uh, Arm Dragon $5 appreciate you Hangman a background player all in and it's without nasty, a match bro. at all out, why does TK hate the Cowboys? I don't know, man. And it's definitely one of the things I want to kind of uh, throw around when we talk about the... I don't know, I guess when we give our like, final thoughts on Dynamite and talk about all out. So, um... Mm-hmm. I don't know, oh, man. Shit. I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's just so... Well, My fault. I'm fucking... I tried to put this shit back up. I misclicked. It's all bad over here. My... 
Um, yeah, man. Let's go back to Dolomite then. Tony Storm backstage promo, and uh, she's killing it with this. Like, she's, this she's fucking killing you know? these, bro. But she's talking about how she's happy for Soraya, but she can't trust Ruby. She can't trust Soraya anymore. Wembley went tits up, nearly broke Renee when she dropped that one. And uh, she had a tantrum. She took off a shoe. She threw a shoe. And uh, she's losing it, Anna. She's losing <laughs> the mind. <laughs> I'm really excited for this character. I feel like it's been such a long time since we've seen an original character in the women's division. Like, any mm-hmm. women's division. Sorry. You know, uh, WWE, AW, like, whatever. Because it's always the same formula for women. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you're a heel, you do this. If you're a baby face, you do that. Like, And there's not a lot of actual big characters you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I feel like the men, they have this, like, over-the-top crazy characters, and I haven't seen women doing that in such a long time. So seeing Tony do, uh, doing that, it, it really... I get excited, but I'm still kind of, like, unsure because I want to see how that translates right. fully. You know, as, a, like, a TV persona, like, uh, when she has to go to the ring and do promos uh, in the wrestling. In All In, we could already see a little bit her using that, and it was amazing. If I really trust Tony. I think Tony is one of the best in that company. Tony, Tony Khan, and Kate, like, he doesn't really know what he has in his hands with uh, Tony Storm. She's amazing. I always defend her, like, she's incredible in everything she does. She's a full ace, but they don't realize that yet. So I hope that with this character, it gets more clear for them that mm-hmm. she is amazing and everything but it's just really excited for me to see like an actual original character and the fact that she's making it work so well you know and i love that people are loving it as well because it could be a very like hit or miss situation it is a, a big chance that she's taking with this one <laughs> so the fact that it's getting over with the fans yeah, makes me is. really happy as well yeah yeah definitely people are taking to it quite a lot ayo i know that you've been a big fan of these um these backstage promos and Absolutely. just this character work that tony storm's been doing recently um, I think, I think Tony might get over on like a level that TK's just like, oh fuck, we should have put it on her at Wembley or something. I don't, or just never taking it off her, cause like, AW has like as as amazing as the top end of their women's roster is, they've only had one woman get over from character work, and that's Britt Baker. I you can argue Thunder Rosa, I guess, but uh, I don't know. But it's really only Britt Baker. So to see another person get over finally and someone who could actually work this time, I think it's going to be really hard for TK to fuck this up. He might find a way, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, Tony's been fucking killing it, bro. Her and Juice. I'm, ha- I'm happy for him, bro. I'm happy for him. Charlie's dog has joined us, it seems. <laughs> Shout out to Oscar. He is. God bless, you know. There's a word room for one more, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, Charlie, you've been enjoying it? Absolutely. Her character work's been so fucking good. Like, she's really tucked into something special here, and I hope they go all in on it. And, like, for every pay-per-view, they give her, like, really dramatic entrances. Like, her slander in the UK for a month straight and coming up to the national anthem was so fucking awesome. Like, yeah. it was such a good bit. And I don't think, like... Like international audiences appreciated like how good of a bit that was, but it made me laugh a lot. So. Americans didn't appreciate it because that's our fucking graduation song. Like we play that at graduations. <laughs> <laughs> like... But um, oh, though she's yeah. really killing it, and like Anna was saying, like she's showing some of it like in ring as well now. So hopefully they just keep building on that because she really should be like the top star of the division, whether she keeps being a heel 
whether right. they turn this into a face dynamic for you guess it's just gonna be great <laughs> just, uh, get out of the way <laughs> what does he think of this what does he think of Tony Storm you know um, I mean, he's hanging out so clearly he's a fan yeah he's, he's a fan uh, <laughs> but yeah man Tony Storm she's killing it at the moment and to be honest I'll just I love a good delusional heel you know mm-hmm. um, pops me a lot um, Chris Jericho Live Primer comes out there. Obviously, he just lost to Will Ospreay at Wembley. Jesus, John. Try and get through this next week. Right. Jericho live promo. Of course, he just lost to Will Ospreay at Wembley. Big match for him. Didn't go the way he thought it was going to go. But he comes out anyway and he puts over the achievement of Wembley. Um, takes a bit more of a victory lap. But he has something on his chest that he wants to say to Sammy Guevara. He calls him out to the ring. Guevara comes down. And Jericho apologises. And he hooks Sammy Guevara. And of course he's apologising for ditching Sammy at Wembley after his match with Osprey. Of course, uh, you know, Jericho was he wasn't feeling great. Sammy Guevara came to kind of console him and like I said, Jericho just kind of ditched him. So he apologised for that. But the two start making they start making smart ass comments about Oh, you would have won if you did this, or maybe you would be here if you listened to me here. And they're going back and forth, and they're going back and forth. Um, and it escalates to the point they get into each other's faces. But Jericho calms it down, and he says he wants to reunite the less sex gods and go on a tag title charge. Sammy Guevara thinks about it, they shake on it, and that seems to be the direction they're going in. The sex guards reuniting, going to go for a tag title run, it seems. And um, I don't think they're going to get the tag titles, and I think it's all going to blow up just before then, you know. So it seems like they're setting the seeds for, well, setting more seeds for a Jericho and Guevara feud that's going to be coming up soon. Anna, I know you're really fired up for this feud. Um, wow, so excited well i feel like it's been so long that it got to the point that you know i don't care <laughs> i'm sorry i do i do not care if they wanted to rejoin as a tag team go for it if they want to like have a few just go for it already it's been years you know like mm-hmm. i feel like it's, it's really one of those situations that oh let's keep building it up let's keep building it up that like, when it finally happen, people are gonna be so excited and now it's finally happening we're like okay you know, personally me, yeah. I don't know if someone's excited, good for you, but like, uh, it, it's going to be a good match. Yeah, probably some, Sammy's probably going to go over. Uh, I think the one impressive thing is that Sammy really got to, you know, uh, he fell into the audience good graces again after the whole debacle, the TNT title and all of that. I didn't know how he would come back from that. Sammy's one, free. Like him now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, so don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. For me, it was just like out of nowhere. But I mean, good for him, I guess. But yeah, I, I can, I do not care. It will be a good match, probably. I, I don't care about this. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, but... tough. It feels yes. like it's, uh, it's gone past the point of when they should have actually like, pulled the trigger on this feud. Yeah. You know? um, for me, it's like the same feeling. For example, with Jamie and Britt, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's just the kind of thing they push. Like so much that when it eventually happens, you just don't have the energy for it anymore. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I know, I know you're the you're kind of like the Jericho guy, you know, especially out of us four on screen at the moment. And the Sammy G guy, 
Yeah, man. Uh, so where, where are you with this segment? And of course, oh, what, what the segment will mean. Look, man. Sammy is no... He's no Roddy Piper on the mic. But... <laughs> really? <laughs> people, people do this thing, right? Where a work rate guy gets through the fucking promo segment and doesn't embarrass himself. And because he's not no, because he's known as a bad promo, they just fucking shit on him anyway, bro. And it's like, no, it was perfectly serviceable. It was a serviceable promo. It was fine. Um, do I love a can they coexist storyline? Not really. But it's Lasex Gods. They're back. I'm up. My nigga Sammy's gotten over again. I'm happy for him. There's definitely reasons why you shouldn't have liked his booking. Or, or there's even been reasons why Sammy's giving you not to particularly like him as a performer. I think people became deranged and took it too far and started hating him as a person. Even though they didn't know him. Like, if the details ever come out on the Andrade situation, people are going to look... Bro, Andrade wanted to get fired and he punched Sammy in the face. He was like, I could get away with punching this guy in the face. And then they were just like, huh, see? Sammy sucks. Bro, Sammy didn't fucking do anything. Andrade just knew he could get away with punching him. It's like, it would be like me trying to get out my Russell Pierce deal and being like, huh, who can I knock out around here? Murph, you little shit. Get the fuck over here. Like, come on, bro. Like, like, uh, and like my nigga Sammy's back. Um, Tony Khan, you will fail because uh, <laughs> Big AO Elite scoop right here. Um, Jericho was trying to get Sammy versus Osprey for All Out. It didn't work out. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know. But you know, we got the Lissex guys back. So, I'm awesome. surprised if Osprey is probably busy. You know, yeah, he's, he's uh, busy. very booked up kind of guy these mm-hmm. days. You know, what's um, he got going on? Yeah. Paying him more than all out, bro. Yeah. I, I know AW's been a mess because I forgot about the Semyon and Andrade thing. I forgot that even happened. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was the thing that happened. Was that this year or last year? That was last year. Last year. Like last year. It was like it was not long after Brawl Out. Yeah, it was like November or December, oh, shit, if, I, yeah. if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Crazy. Me, yeah. Sammy Guevara, Jericho, I guess we all just have to wait and see, let it play out, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, Jer- Jericho trying to push for Guevara versus Osprey, that would have uh, definitely helped the all-out card in terms of getting um, getting the cage match score up, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that would have been a good one. But... I was kind of hoping for the match as well, but when the, after the they announced Jericho and Osprey, I was out wasn't sure if they were gonna do that match maybe in a, a show before all in or they would mm-hmm. put it after but uh, i still hope one day this match happened it would be yeah. yeah that would be amazing yeah man uh next up we got john moxley promo uh of course he will be facing the winner of orange cassidy and penta which was taking place later last night and uh he basically just cuts a promo on both of them <laughs> in very typical mox fashion which is Always a solid promo from Max, especially in a pretty tape where he can really like, you know, like channel in, you know. Um, Max is a great promo. I don't think there's too much to say on this, to be honest. But next up, we did have Wheelie Yuta versus New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, back again wrestling on Dynamite like he should be in singles matches. Just doing the dance, man. You know, just out there doing the dance. It's so funny Max to watched... have Eddie back. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mark's watched from the monitor in the back. Um, Yuta was working the arm, doing some nice work there. And uh, Eddie eventually folds back through the pay, gets the win. And uh, Claudio, he, co- he comes out after the match to come and collect Yuta. Eddie, Eddie Kingston screaming at Claudio, look at me, <laughs> fight me, etc., etc. And Claudio just doesn't even look at him. Just that completely ignores him. Um, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's losing it in the ring. And, um, Eddie, man, I swear, like, every t- any time he's given any sort of remotely decent feud to get his teeth into, he just brings a completely different, unique vibe to these shows that he's on. You know, he he brings something different. Like I said, he's genuinely, he's such a unique, great baby face. But he's just a phenomenal wrestler that really makes you buy into the stuff that he does. Like, everyone buys into, like, this Claudio and Eddie thing, you know. Or it's so, even just the little things like that post-match angle. All Claudio did is just not look at him, you know. (laughs) But Eddie can take that and make it into this thing that we're talking about now, you know. And it makes this, it advances the story even more, even though it's just a little detail. Um... Eddie's the man. And it was a good match review, wasn't it, Anna? No, it was really good. I feel like, I really like uh, when they put Yuta to just lose matches, you know. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like it's, it, it matches his character in a way that he just works really well. He's a perfect person to have amazing matches and lose them. Because mm-hmm. there's no no stakes with that, you know. And Eddie, Eddie's just a special He's, he's just so special. Man. I don't know what to, what to say about Eddie that I haven't said a thousand times before, but every time he's on my screen, I just get happy you know, to be seeing him. He's just such a special, special talent. And his story with Claudio, it, it's been going for like, you know, 15 years and it's still amazing. And they can they still find new ways to make it interesting and to make it fun to follow every week. And that's the most impressive thing. Like, Because literally, like a few minutes ago, we were talking about stories that went too long that they become an, an, an interesting. But Eddie and Claudio is still <laughs> amazing. Uh, so, yeah. And I thought, it, for me, the most interesting part actually was like Mox watching the match. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about later when talking about All Out. But I I don't want Mox to win the title off Orange Cassidy, but I would really like to see uh, Eddie Mox match for the New Japan Strong title. I think like mm. that's the way to go, and that would be incredible for me. So like, I'm excited to see like the whole thing with Eddie and the BCC. So yeah. it's always a good combination because everyone there is just amazing wrestlers as a whole. So yeah, yeah, definitely excited to see how it plays out. Like, like I was just saying, not pretty much every Eddie Kingston story that's remotely decent that he can get his teeth into, you know. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, you like the match, the post-match angle, etc, etc. I did, I did. I thought it was all very good stuff. Eddie was sorely missed on Dynamite. His, whenever he's gone from the show, it's so noticeable. He's just yeah. such a larger-than-life character. And he always adds so much, even like in the little things, like the post-match angle like we talked about. But he's got such good chemistry with like Utah as well. Like The match was just really fun. I had a great time with it. And the tag match they announced for um, All Out. Can yes. we talk about that? Because, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so, so excited. I'm not about it all. <laughs> no, yeah, it came yeah. out of nowhere. Literally. Literally. So I think I, I, tweet, I tweeted, like, I tweeted on our WrestlePuris account, like, the, the card as it stood after mm-hmm. Dynamite, then literally five minutes later, Tony Khan's like, she better <laughs> than Eddie Kingston versus you and Claudio. And it's like, yeah. 
It's like, yeah. I was literally just doing a tweet about how the card was like solid and they've done like a good job of like connecting the, the pieces between All In and All Out, but it's not like the most exciting card to me. And then literally two seconds later, Tony Khan tweeted the tag graphic. I was just like, all right, well, you got me. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, Someone oh. asked in the chat, um, are we going to talk about Dark Order? No. Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Guess we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, Ayo, Eddie, he's special, isn't he? This was a pretty good match, wasn't it? Shout out to fucking Eddie Kingston. But I, real quickly, I want to shout out Wheeler Yuta because this this like singles run that he's been on lately mm-hmm. since like I forget. What, I think it started with like the Shibata match. It's just like he he wrestled uh Shibata like hot sauce. Kenny, or uh, fucking Eddie, bro, he's been fucking killing it, bro. He, like, he and, and he's gotten in much better shape. I don't know if he was injured in the past or whatever, but he's, he's getting in better shape. He's having these killer one-on-one matches. He's doing his thing. He's he's proving that he that he earned his position because a lot of people are just like, oh, why the fuck is Yuta in the BCC? Like, DG would be a lot better there. Blah 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 blah. I can't lie. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably want DG in the BCC this whole time, but. But Yuta, I've I've really I've always liked Yuta as like a worker, but like he's mm-hmm. really like belongs there now. But and Eddie, Eddie's like one of, is probably like he's like a top five TV act right now. Any fucking any promotion, any channel, bro. Like he's fucking killing it. Him, him, like him, just having all Twitter talk just because Clyder wouldn't look at him, and he's just fucking in the ring, screaming <laughs> like a fucking madman, bro. Like. This is this is shit you can't find anywhere else. Like this is like Eddie's got people giving a fuck about Chikara lore, bro. Like who gives a fuck about Chikara? It's 2023, <laughs> bro. <laughs> nigga Bush is a pervert, bro. Like, and, 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 he's, and he's got he's got people doing threads about fucking fire ants and shit. Like he's like like Chuck said, he's a real special performer. I'm glad he's back. Happy's with AEW. Hope he gets that big win this weekend. Probably gonna lose, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But we're all rooting for Eddie, and I think most people are because he's just he's just so good. I, I um, have a question for you all, right fast before you all uh, pivot. Since it looks like MJF's gonna keep this world title thing going until the wheels fall off, if if AEW was like, yeah, we're gonna put it on Eddie, do they now pivot? to the ROH World uh, Championship or do they just wait until MJF's ready to drop the belt? No, if you're going to, I think if you're going to do, look, I am, um, I'm not against Eddie winning the ROH World title, you know, mm. off, especially off Claudio, you know, of course he, he writes himself, you know, but if you're going to present it as like Eddie finally reaching the peak of the mountain, it's got to be the real AEW world title. I feel the, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like a little bit complicated because I feel like the idea was always to have Eddie taking the title of Claudio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just feels like it was always the plan for me. Um, for me, it's like, fuck it, give Eddie both titles, you know? Give him the <laughs> RH titles and they... I'm not against it. I'm not against it either. Honestly, I think they could do it in a way of, like, him finally beating Claudio for the belt. And Claudio's on MJF's list. So that's still a feud that they could do. Uh-huh. And then they could pivot back to Eddie and MJF and Eddie being like, well, Claudio couldn't fucking do it, so I'm going to do it. So, yeah. I don't know. And I feel like there's like, ways they can make it work. 
Yeah, if they and if they want to keep the belt in MJF for like such a long time, Eddie can win the ROH title, lose it, and then go for MJF. Like they have mm-hmm. time to do it. Like, you know? so many I would just to exactly just give Eddie both titles if it's up to <laughs> me. You know, and I'm good. Give him a tag partner. Like do the tag title run as well. Bring Ishii in for three weeks. I'm have a three week tag title run. Like I just want it all. He can absolutely be like the main character, the protagonist of AEW mm-hmm. as a whole company, whether that's Dynamite Collision or whatever. So like when we sat, when we kind of jokingly say put both belts on him, I actually don't think <laughs> I don't think I don't that think would be terrible or like, that would really probably pop me to be honest. <laughs> so um like I said, I think I think Eddie's just so good and people love him so much and it's so like authentic the way that the um, the fans don't care and like him. Look at the way you, you could go all in with him like that. Japan yeah. strong title, like. Yeah. <laughs> like... Well, people saw Brady winning the New Japan Eddie. strong title. Like he just main evented Mania. Fucking <laughs> pin Hulk Hogan clean. One, two, three. Like that shit. He deserved it though. Like people... all that love he got, he deserved that shit. Yeah, oh, this, this is what yeah. we're it's like New Japan doesn't give a fuck about that belt. And even the New <laughs> Japan fans, bro, like Kenta's been wiping his ass with it for like fucking five months, bro. Like. <laughs> this is what we're doing though. We're getting we we're, we're putting the rocket ship on it. He's gonna keep the, he's gonna keep that open weight strong title. He's gonna win the AEW World's title. He's gonna beat Claudia for the ROH World title. Yeah. And he's gonna be our Triple crown champion, you know. It's yes. what we're it's what we're going for. A triple, a, tri- a triple crown with the with the strong open weight title is crazy. <laughs> Eddie can pull it off, brother. Eddie would make it matter. He'd make it he matter. He do the whole. This is the most prized possession because I have it. So that's true. I, if anybody if could Saray make it, is still champion. You know, I wouldn't mind Eddie beating her as well. <laughs> It's going with it, you know. Um, oh, if, if, if anybody when can Russell make me believe that the fucking... Wrestle Pure is pro-wrestling star, Eddie Kingston's going to be Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's getting strapped up. He's getting strapped up. <laughs> yeah, we love Eddie. Um, all right. Dynamite. MJF. Pre-tape at Wembley after his match with Adam Cole. And he's, uh, you know, he's always in his neck. He's out. You know, he's just sat in the locker room reminiscing. Cole joins him. And he, uh, he thanks him, he thanks him for the opportunity and for being a good sport, blah, 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 whatever it is that he said. MJF was like, well, hold on, he was just trying to break my neck about three times out there. You know, he, he just wants a break, MJF, he looked exhausted. He said he'd just been told by Tony Khan that he's got to defend the ROH's tag titles in Chicago versus a battle royal winner. And also that he will be defending his title against the winner of a tournament at AEW Grand Slam. So he's got a lot on his plate and he just wants to go away. He wants to go to Paris. He wants to bang some rats, as he said. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, he's he, he just wants to put his feet up, Ayo. I never thought I'd be saying this, but MJF deserves a little nice, you know, one week off. Like he deserves a nice little dynamite <laughs> off, yeah, bro. Like I can't, I, I can't believe MJF won me back over, but he he fucking has, bro. He's been killing it. I can't, I can't take that away from him. Um. Uh, I don't I don't know what else to say to this other than uh, what they got him doing at All Out is uh, very dastardly, Tony Khan, and you, you won't be seeing heaven, but it is what it is. It's a choice. Dastardly. 
Yeah, Anna. Um, MJF, he's he's had the working boots on lately. Done double duty at Wembley Stadium, and uh, although he has been very successful, it seems like he wants to put his feet up. And you know, he's he's been Uh, on quite the good work rate run. (laughs) You know. Yeah, I think he absolutely deserves it for sure. Like, and I also feel okay in my mind the way that they're going for the Grand Slam match is probably against Roddy. I it would be a banging match, like it would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and if MJF take like two weeks off, and in those two weeks the Kingdom and Roddy just going at Adam Cole, when MJF comes back to help like save Adam or something, the pop would be amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. And just like with two weeks off, so I would feel like there's a also a storyline opportunity with him taking some weeks off and he just deserves it like he's been doing amazing work and so if he wants to like give it to him especially after the match at all out yeah he deserves anything after that one like that's gonna be something the carry job man his neck's gonna be hurt he's neck and back (laughs) got bad neck but yeah charlie you got anything you want to add real quick Shout out MJF for like actually doing character work I enjoy. It's been a great time. I've really enjoyed the last couple of months. Um, him and Adam Cole had like their match at Wadden was fuck- I really enjoyed it, like mm-hmm. for the most part. But um, yeah, interesting choice for All Out. I hope it's Roddy at Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah, man, good stuff, good stuff. Um, we had a Sammy Guevara backstage interview, and he's immediately interrupted by Don Callis and Don Callis is trying to corrupt Sammy Guevara. He's trying to get some of his influence in and on him, trying to get in his head in the, get in his head a bit. But Sammy Guevara was having none of it. He didn't want to know. Told Don to get out of his face and that was that. But uh, since Don Callis interested in Sammy Guevara, we'll see where that one goes. Um we had Adam Cole live promo. He comes out of course after main event in Wembley Stadium unsuccessfully challenging for the AEW world title, but he did get a win, of course, with the ROH tag titles, winning them with MJF off as the open. But he comes out, puts over Wembley in the achievement, and more of a victory lap, pop, and then he says that MJF's neck is banged up, but he will be there at All Out to defend the ROH tag titles. And he's talking a little bit. And then Roddy Strong has... He's magnumorous, sort of thing. Uh, and AEW Dynamite last night. You just hear this whiny voice, you know, before you even see it. Adam! Adam! But yeah, he, he, bowl, he bowls out there with uh, Mike Benny, Matt Taven, AO's favourite wrestler, which we learned earlier on today. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Ruddy, Ruddy's talking and he's like... Uh, you know, does what about my neck, Adam? You know, does you my does my, my neck health? <laughs> you don't care about my neck. You don't care what you what you care about uh, MJS neck. What about my neck? You know, uh, Cole just calls him absurd. You know, like, you've got crazy. And then uh, Benny, Mark Benny gets on the mic and he takes Adam Cole down memory lane, talking about um, how they got each other signed to ROH back in the day. Um, they were at each other's weddings. Hosted each other's bachelor parties, done a lot of travelling to a lot of travelling together. Matt Taven added his two cents, but Cole had enough of it after after a while. He said that MJF is his best friend and they've got to get over it. And uh, Roddy gets fired up and he says that he he's going to enter 
this AEW World Championship tournament and he's going to win the tournament and he's then going to go on and defeat MJF. Um, no matter how no matter how bad his neck is. And uh this is what I've been waiting for from Rudder. Not necessarily the promo itself, although it did pop me, but just the idea of him being, you know, we're on we're unleashing the animal, which is Roddy Strong in the <laughs> ring, you know. That's been my big problem with kind of uh the Roddy presentation during mm-hmm. and, and Jeff and Adam Cole stuff like Yeah, I get that he's meant to be the whiny comedic, you know, <laughs> crying friend on the outside watching this um relationship grow. Right. But I just wanted to see him wrestle more. You know, you can do whatever yeah. fucking character you can do whatever character work you want with him, bro. But if I just need to see Roddy Strong wrestling more because he's an animal. <laughs> he's an animal in there, man. He's, I he's... think I think they were scared that if they just had Roddy snapping people's backs into in the ring, then like his his pathetic character like wouldn't come across mm-hmm. as well. And I and I understand that. But I don't know. I would I would have had him in at least at, at least like two Rampage matches by now if that's what they're doing. Because, like, people don't really watch Rampage, but people that love Roddy could go see him wrestle. And he can keep the fucking neck brace on. He's done two indie dates with the neck brace on. He worked on... He worked He worked PWG and he worked uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver with that fucking... Excuse me, with that brace on. So it's just like... If you want to keep that going, you can keep that going. The wrestling legend, Roderick Strong. Our future AEW World Champion, Charlie. What do you think? I love the melodrama. It's so good. <laughs> Roddy Strong, like he really puts him, like him, like all of himself into this character work, and it's like it's just so funny. Like I am excited for him to like be wrestling more again now. But yes, I was really into the Kingdom lore as well. I like that they're actually talking about it and doing stuff with it. So it's a good time. I'm enjoying the story still. So that eventual uh, MJF Roddy match. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Cole on the outside because you know he's going to come down and there's going to be a whole bit about, oh, it's, it's so good. I love a bit of melodrama in my wrestling. <laughs> we all know. We all know, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anna, how are you feeling about the, the Roderick <laughs> Strong layer in this MJF I, and Cole stuff? I love Roderick Strong so much because besides just being like a beast in the ring, the way that he plays like the um, comedy characters, it's so amazing. It doesn't really feel like the same person when you see him wrestle and you see him playing the characters, you know? I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember, in NXT, I think it was during the pandemic, maybe like around the beginning of the pandemic, when they had the thing with Dexter Loomis, that he kidnapped Roddy, and then he was just scared of, of cars and going to trunk of the cars. And they had those segments in the with the therapist and Kyle was the therapist. I don't know if someone remembers that. I, I yeah. love those segments so much. And Roddy was just, you know, amazing in those as well. And it was very comedic. I love the segment that they are trying to put him in the car trunk and he just runs away. <laughs> so, you know, I, I love that. So I just love seeing Roddy working like comedy characters. And I would never expect to see him as like the jealous ex-boyfriend, like as the cuck of the relationship. <laughs> but I it's it's amazing. Honestly, he's killing it. He's really killing it. But I, I do want to see him wrestle more. I feel like the the match against MJF against them, if there's the way that they're going with this, it would just be phenomenal and it will remind people that Roddy is like also right. one of the best in ring, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love this character. He's pulling it off. It could have been so cringy, but the way that he's pulling it off is just amazing to watch. I love it so much. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely fun to watch play out, you know, and uh. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> uh, I know you got anything else you want to add? No, nah, I'm just I'm happy that like fans are like taking to it and like the the gimmicks getting over and people aren't just being like, oh look what the look what they got Roddy doing over there and they ain't done with yeah. you, bro. This shit is this shit rocks, bro. And Roddy's hopefully gonna main event Grand Slam in front of uh 20k people if, if AW could get the sales up. I know they're not like amazing oh, right now, but is a bit of ambitious. I know, I know bro. Still, what are they at like, right now? Like six k. But I mean, some what's some. What's it starting now? Some matches, you know. We we might yeah. let's let's hit that fifteen. Let's let's try to get that fifteen. But mm. not not even because I care about like AEW doing a better big atmosphere. Game. I just uh, yeah, better yeah. atmosphere and like Roddy deserves it, bro. Like, like Roddy deserves to fucking. Main event Grand Slam in front of 15, 20k people. So let's 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 pack up fucking the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah. Fifteen thousand Roddy Maniacs. Just screaming at That's what the people yeah, want. That's what the people need. Um, next on Dynamite, we had a uh, Penta Alex Oprahanta's promo. Of course, um, just talking about the main event later on tonight, uh, and then. We had a women's trios match. We had Chris Statlander, Nikara Shida, and Britt Baker, DMD, versus Nyla Rose, Amy Sakura, and Marina Shafir. Uh, Shida and Britt had some miscommunication, so it seems like that might be leading somewhere. Um, Chris Statlander rules. And uh, after the match, after Statlander got the win, Ruby attacks Stat, steals the TBS title, but she doesn't run away with the TBS title. She kind of leaves it, as a, leaves it on the ramp. Kind of sending a message. Just, sending a, just, just relaying a message, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> sending a message. Well, so, uh, do we think anything's going to happen with Vishida and Brit stuff? It seems like something may play out there. Nothing that I'm interested in. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it would be good if it did, because AEW doesn't do, like, stories in their women's division that Away don't involve belts. And even when they do have a belt, they're not great. So hopefully they can do something actually worthy of being on TV and can get the fans inv- invested in it. Right. Yeah, two yeah. of the top stars in the division. You know, yeah. Anna, in a time when Soraya is the AEW Women's World Champion, how did you feel when, uh, when the ref counted that one, two, three at Wembley the other day? I was, uh, I feel like it was the thing, like, disappointed but not surprised, you know, like, I knew, mm-hmm. I, I had the gut feeling, like, I knew they were gonna do that, because Tony can love gives people, giving people their moments, especially when it's a hometown, home country, they, he just loves doing that, and for me, like, the whole situation, okay, I didn't, I need a moment with this one, okay, wait, sorry. <laughs> Readjusting. <laughs> okay. For me, like, the, the main thing was the fact, like, how they used Sheeta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, of course, I was very happy, very excited to see her walking into Wembley as the champion. She definitely deserves that. But it's one of those things. If the plan was, oh, we want Sheeta to walk into Wembley as a champion, there's so many ways you could have done that before, you know, to actually give her a title reign. It was 25 days that she was champion. And they just gave her the title reign to, like, shut people up because of the whole Lufisto thing. Like, we know, everyone was coming in, like, after the women's division, everyone was talking about the women's division, and they were like, okay, just basically use Sheeta as a pump, like, shut people y'all up. like Sheeta, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, Sheeta can wrestle, let's make her the champion and get, give her, like, three main events and, like, 
shut up, you know, stop complaining about it. And then immediately take the belt off her and give it to Soraya to give her a moment. Like everything that they do with the women's division, there's no planning. It, it feels like it, at least like there's no planning. If there is planning, I feel like it's even worse because what the fuck is this planning? But like, uh, it feels like there's no long-term ideas they just go from moment to moment oh like this moment would be nice to give the title to Shida. oh but this moment is nice to give the title to Surya. so like in two weeks if they decide it's a good moment to give it to like fucking Britt baker again you know what's gonna stop them they don't have any long-term ideas they don't have no long-term plans it, and even with the story of the match it would make a lot more sense and with the whole story in general if Soraya had taken the title off tony storm yeah you know it was just it just makes no sense and i understand oh because they wanted to give sheeta the moment of walking into Wembley. great so give her the title beforehand how can you just oh come up in your mind oh we should give sheeta that that moment like a month before the pay-per-view and uh, so for me it's just like the whole thing I, i'm not like mad particularly with the fact that i guess Araya won because i feel like i'm at a point with ms division that i don't i don't care <laughs> like it's gonna be bad <laughs> no matter who's the champion apparently like uh we should that we had a little breath of you know fresh air but we knew Calm it was not down. gonna last you saw even yeah. we, even we see this round like you said it's like they gave us some main events but one of them was like anna jay it's like it's something it's really like to just shut people up you know there's the so this is the feeling that i get they just do things to show like no what do you mean we don't care about women's wrestling like what do you mean and then they do the most like <laughs> thing like the most idiotic thing that shows that they do not care about women's wrestling <laughs> and so yeah for me Surya winning was just like i was not surprised at all i feel like of course they want to give her the moment and the moment the family like i'm not gonna complain it was like yeah nice whatever but just the whole way that they use Sheeta kind of as a pawn in this you know just to like appease the fans, it was just it, it felt just kind of disrespectful for me with Cheetah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and now I don't know. I feel like uh, Saraya is not gonna have a long reign. At least I hope not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, with her, I don't know. They're probably just gonna wait for a month or two months and then give the title to whoever they feel like can should have the title in the moment because the they have no way. idea yeah because they have like no idea what to do like i i would be very surprised if they had like actual long-term plans with the women because they don't even have short-term plans with the women like this tag match was just oh you guys wanted uh, to see Sakura, like take it you know um, yes uh, yeah i don't know mm-hmm. it was just the whole thing every week i get more and more disappointed <laughs> and I, I always think like oh there's no way that i can get like more disappointed with this women division than I, I do. And it's very being yeah. interesting it's division just... for Mercedes Manai to come into if uh No and the <laughs> thing is okay. Okay, look. I saw she... safe though for when Mercedes comes because like TK no, just because... flat out can't pull this shit when she's here. Like you can't bro like it's not no but the thing so... is the thing is like she's probably gonna choose her matches. Yeah. Right? Like she she has enough say to say look who I want to wrestle this this person and this person and I love her, but she loves Saraya and she loves Britt Baker. Okay, so like oh yeah, that, know- that page match is happening. It's definitely happening. Yeah, yeah. it is, and she loves Britt. She loves yeah. Britt, so she's all she's always like tweeting, like uh, liking tweets about Britt, like and stuff like that. So she's definitely choosing those two matches, and she's probably gonna choose a Ruby match as well. Like, probably. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Ruby, Ruby fan. Like, 
I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I, I don't put Ruby and uh, Britt and. Uh, no, and, he's uh, a little. Sorry, she's a little. Yeah, she's but a little not, above, I'm but not, she's like, also not like you know. Yeah, she's also not like on Chris level, for example. Right. Like you exactly. have Riho, you have Shida, you have Willow, you have Chris, uh, you have Tony, and like <laughs> I, I, I'm sad, but I can't blame Tony Khan for giving Sor- uh, Mercedes matches against Soraya, Brit, and Ruby because I know there's gonna be like her choice, you know. But there's so many good matches that could come out of this, like so, so many. But I don't think we're getting them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, it would be definitely interesting to see. Mercedes in the AW Women's Division. This one popped me for my Europeans. It follows football. <laughs> really good. You know, it's going to be like Messi and MLS in this division. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, dude. Well, uh, start a new revolution. Fucking Charlotte Flair fans are going to be tweeting under all, uh, all AW posts. Charlotte Flair wasn't in AEW at 32 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, that shit's going to be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Mercedes. Hopefully, she can. Not I always said, look, Tony Khan and AEW in general, they're not allowed. They, they would not be able to get away with pulling some of the shit in terms of lack of focus in the women's division that they seemingly get away with at the moment. So, um, yeah, man. Before actually, before we go straight back into Dynamite, a few more super chats. Appreciate everyone. Please keep coming. Please keep them coming. Any questions? Any takes? Send them over to us in the super chat, and we'll get them up on screen. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> one ninety nine, Matrix trying to take away the top G dumb guys. The dumb guys haven't been taken <laughs> away, brother. They're just reske- They're just finding a different slot because they can't. They can't do the Tuesdays anymore. We didn't move them. They can't like their schedules and stuff. Parker's a very busy guy. Mars a busy guy. Jeremy's a busy guy. So. We're just uh, Sunday is the working idea at the minute, um, so we'll see how that one plays out. But Dumb Guy Live has not actually gone anywhere. Uh, Mushin Iqbal Raja, four pounds ninety nine. Appreciate you. Yo, Anna is back. Let's Yo. fucking go. Thank you. I Fuck hope that. to be back sooner <laughs> next time as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Sad Roddy Strong. <laughs> My neck is in excruciating pain. Cole has backstabbed me. CM Castro banned me from collision. And the Royal Guard stole my wallet in London. Help me. You're going through it, Roddy, man. I'm, I'm feeling good, <laughs> Will Chisholm, $5. Appreciate you. It's crazy how Tony Khan answers to why... what. It's crazy how Tony Khan answered to why was it just one women's match at All In um, was just Walterman. Yeah, he was talking about like, pacing and stuff. Like, me and Charlie were sat next to the lyric when he asked that when she asked that question, and that was the answer he gave. He was talking about like pacing and that he didn't want to kind of upset the pacing of the show and he didn't want to do this. But you know, on uh, on All Out coming up, we've already got Chris Statlander versus Ruby announced, and you know like there'll probably match. be more. You know and. Uh, here we are again. For me, for me, it was crazy to see people attacking Lyric for asking the question and actually Fuck attacking Tony for this too. shit, like this shitty ass answer, like such a yeah. stupid answer. One of the only and real people... questions at the press conference. Exactly. Like, just talks in circles about shit sometimes. Like she asked a real question, and people bitch when like people don't ask real questions. I've, the, I've, well, I've, thank so. you, Charles. I've seen, I've seen the same yeah. fucking 
absolute fucking losers cry about WWE pressers that are all kayfabe. Just cry and cry and cry. So when Lyric asks a real question and you guys get your fucking pussies in a fucking bunch, your fucking panties fucking... Like, just shut the fuck up, bro. Just shut up, bro. Like, you don't want actual real questions being asked. You just want people to suck the dick of your favorite wrestling promoter and tell every, and tell everybody that the fucking your least favorite wrestling promoter is Hitler. That's what you fucking want, bro. You don't want real questions. So just say that. Stop pretending like you want. Stop pretending like you actually care about these WWE pressers. Yes. Yeah, they uh. Want a lyric in that the the K fabe stuff is really tough for me, like especially like being there. It's a waste of time, oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> bro, they, they fucking they wanted they wanted lyric asking about. Oh my god. Oh, Jericho just left Sammy in the middle of the ring after Sammy <laughs> tried to help Jericho beat Will Ospreay. Tony, please tell me they're still friends, Tony. Shut, <laughs> shut up, bro. Just shut up. Lyric's amazing, like for real. Clown, yeah, shout out to Lyric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go listen to her podcast, Matt's and Grabs, every Thursday, yes. I think. I don't know. She'll have more details she, on her page. She dropped a new episode today, I believe. <laughs> yes. Uh, trust the process 34 two dollars $2, appreciate it ayo utah gators mini nebraska who you got uh i uh parlayed this i um money line utah uh spread uh minnesota it's, i got the spread of like six and a half Showtime sure, Spurs, $5, appreciate it. The juxtaposition between the women's booking on AEW and ROH just baffles me I haven't seen much of our age recently, but it seems like they're trying to tell some stories down there. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, Athena is being booked very well, but like yeah. the other women, it's just like matches. There's not really a lot of storylines. And it's also the same thing. Like, yeah, she's being booked well, but then she's being put in zero hour and not on the pay-per-view. You know, so it's... Yeah. yeah. Not, it's not that much... Look, the, I think the only difference that Athena can go in the ring and... Uh, yeah. And she has time to do so, but everything else is just not that big of a difference as people try to make it out. As I, you know, I think at TK least... sa- saves himself a lot of flack if he just puts another women's match on the All In Zero Hour. Like just put put one yeah. out there, bro. Instead of having fucking Kip Sabian and Anthony Gogo jerk each other off in front under the table and no. shit, like what the fuck, like. <laughs> what? Bro, they talk. So, do it what? Bro, they talk so much in the pre-show, bro. Like they talk so much, and then they had they had a pre pre like you 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 guys weren't even there, and Anna was at work, so I don't know how much she saw. But they had they had a pre pre-show, Monty. Like they went live an hour before the pre-show and had a pre-show for the pre-show. Like you like you could have fit you could have fit another women's match in there, bro. Like you just didn't want to. Just, just mm. say that. <sighs> Got to get that Grado popping, though. Yeah, without without Madonna as well, you know. Uh, without, oh my Sean, God. Sean, Sean, report, I believe it was like yesterday or something, but um, that didn't even come together until Thursday, and that's a big reason why they didn't get the Madonna song, because yeah. it would be too late to get that cleared and stuff. So, um, But Showtime Spurs says $2. Uh, get ready for Mercedes versus Anna J. Haters in tears. Well, that's... I'm not even I don't even get mad at like Anna J, you know, like she she's you know, she she's not great in ring, you know, but it's like I just I don't get why she was the random 
Hikaru Shida. No, just... <laughs> like, total defense. And they tried to make out, like, you know, faced each other in the past. And it's, like, bro. It's, it's, it's because TK really likes Anna J. So he was just like, all right, so uh, Shida's a super worker. She could get a passable match out of Anna J. Put her in the main event. Let's fucking go. And yeah, don't do that no more, TK. Don't do it's that because no Tiger Ty- Ty- Mello is pregnant. She's not available, so. Because hmm. I feel like if she was in ring, like she, if she could wrestle, they would probably put Ty versus Shida because that they had like the first. Yeah, they had the yeah. first match. That was yeah, that was a great match, <coughs> honestly. Me. Yeah, before, before Ty was corrupted by yeah. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't hate energy, but it's just like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you remember Babyface Ty? You know. Oh, brother, they just, yeah. they just, they're just fucking taking the piss in the chat, as Monty <laughs> fucking Chuck would say. <laughs> Marina Shafir versus Mercedes is gonna go wild. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Jacob um, <laughs> Donnelly, Jacob Donnelly, five dollars appreciate. So, right, ten month total round down so far to y'all. No, no, no. Don't I mean, fire. ten days is already too far. <laughs> Showtime Spurs, $5, appreciate it. Report from Now Arena yesterday. Big pop for Hangman on Rampage. More yeah chance than CM Punk chance. He's losing Chicago. That's fucking funny. That's not even right. AEW fans right. doing this yeah shit, bro. And I don't even have, I don't have an agenda against LA Knight. Go for him getting over. Why are y'all doing this shit? Have some oh, self respect. He, he's over. Like, he's like. Over, over, you know, like Monty, well, Monty, where do you think WWE goes with this shit, bro? Like, they're gonna, they gonna, think... they gonna put that US title on him, or they're just gonna be like, all right, you love. Nah, he's coming. He's he's beating Gunther in the main event of WrestleMania Night One, the Jesus World Christ. Heavyweight Championship. Jesus um, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> the yeah movement I... is we're going to Mania, baby. We're going to Mania. Yikes. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful storytelling. You know, he spent twenty. He spent twenty years becoming a bad man, and now oh, people are behind him. The yeah, movement is in full swing, ladies and gentlemen. Good for and, uh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, News Robinson one ninety nine. Appreciate you very much. No message though, um, oh. but you did leave a message. On this one, one ninety nine again. Thoughts on current Bullet Club? Which one? Because I think they're both. Oh yeah, as I say, I like, I like really it all good. pretty much. I mean, like David Finley as a leader of like the OG Bullet Club doesn't do a lot for me. But Charlie's already <laughs> pumping a fist at just the mention of David <laughs> Finley, I love so it. it's, it's clearly so... working for some people, you know. But I like the. Got I like the. Live on Saturday. It was great. Bro, imagine imagine Jay White with the fucking War Dogs, bro. Bro, though that would be great. Yeah. Imagine that shit. And Juice. Oh, Juice J and the War Dogs. <laughs> I, I, I like I like Bullet Club Gold a lot. Um, They're a really yeah. good TV act. Even the guns. But they fucking, they can't wrestle, bro. And it's not really getting much better. Um, They they, they get hidden well in these multi-man matches. But All Out is, is a stretch. Is a, is a stretch. You can that, that, No, they can, I think you can hold them enough in that match. Who needs books and FTR, bro? Just make sure, just make sure Bruce <laughs> yeah. and Jay get all the offense, and we're gonna be alright. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think we're gonna be alright. They'll be, they'll be fine, bro. They'll just have to take a few bumps and shit. Yeah. Um, Chisholm, sure. ten dollars. Appreciate you. That total change felt like when WWE, um, 
of JSA? Yeah. I think you said you had. That total change felt like when WWE had Becky beat Bianca in six seconds just for the moment. It just only made fans mad, and that's how I feel when Soraya winning. Obviously, that's very different because like yeah. Soraya yeah. got the hometown reaction, and it's like it's more of an actual like feel good moment rather than Becky just having yeah. like a historic quick win, which that like, the moments were very different, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I do yeah. see what he's saying even, though. They were definitely moment yeah. hunting in both mm-hmm. instances, oh, yeah, but sure. yeah. but even with Becky and Bianca, like it led to something. I don't think Soraya winning is leading to anything specific. So. Oh, I was seeing, I was seeing red. Over what they did to my queen Bianca, bro. Uh, no, at that moment I was pissed. It was yeah, but then the WrestleMania match for me it was amazing. Yeah, because that was the match when she was meant to wrestle Sasha, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and <laughs> the observer for like ten days beforehand was like, "Yo, Sasha's not gonna be at SummerSlam." And there was just and WWE just kept promoting the match, promoting the match, promoting the match. Mm. The day before, Sasha's not gonna be at SummerSlam. The day of, Sasha's not gonna be at SummerSlam, and then that fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yuzora Heart, $10 again. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, top singles matches like Stat or Reho would be safe for pay per view. And as a mid carder, that's why they use her. AW's women's mid card is weak. The drop off in ring from B tier to C tier is steep. Right, um, there's still better choices. But see, the, the issue is, right? The top singles no, no, matches. <laughs> just never happened. Like, look, I'm going I'm go to I'm go to her, cage right, her page right now. It's just like, like you can. I, I like yeah they saved those matches for pay per view allegedly but like they they never happened bro like they don't do enough that's the last time like, wrestled on a pay per view Hikaru Shida cage match her reign was um she she beats Tony Storm um title events against Anna J tag match she tagged with Sky Blue against Ruby Soho and Tony Storm another tag match um Soraya and Tony Storm against uh DMD and Shida. And then she loses the title, so like why? So why can't we just get the match, bro? Like they're not really saving it for paper; they just don't happen. You do a half of dollars. Appreciate you. Uh, TK can fish Commander out of his low, low card and trust him to do 10, 15 minutes with marks, and it'll be pretty good. Who's he doing that with in the women's division? Um, he there's could a few have done women, that with Emma Yeah, Emma. It would be perfect yeah, for that because she's. Yeah, she's, she's just the, done it with Mercedes Martinez as well in on Collision. Yeah, exactly. No, and, can... Yeah, and she's she's the one that I can think of that would be you know like actually good in ring because a lot of the low low card of them is yeah they just can't wrestle. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, Emmy is the one that she can actually go in ring and she would be perfect to just go against everyone and she always makes her opponents look good because she's a fucking veteran. She's a pro, you know. But yeah, Tony does. Yeah, <laughs> does the, not uh... give a fuck. Let's give the opportunity to Anna Jane instead. You know. The division, listen, I only had to say that the division is fucking peak stardom, you know? Or we're in the Crush Gals era or anything, you know? But fucking, I, I just can't, I can't buy into any excuses that kind of point towards the division on paper. There's more than enough right. they, to work with. Ticket, and there's more than enough really good. Yeah, like, there's, there's enough... You've got a nice balance of a few. You've got some stars that may not be the best in ring, like your Britt Bakers, your Sarayas, etc., etc. And you've got the women that can go a bit more. Then you've got there's definitely enough talent there to make like a solid mid card, etc. As well, especially if they're um, committed to this one match a week thing. Like you can, you can do this, bro. Like you can put one good match on a week with the roster they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so people like Willow just not 
Just not involved yeah. enough for yeah, more bro. for more liking to just, be honest. So, on, Chris Statlander as well. Like, I know she was on the show yesterday, but you know her her TBS total rate feels like it's been pretty much non-existent up until Wednesday. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like I said, I think they've got more than enough yeah. firepower. You know, in that in that division to kind of have a good division from top to bottom. You know, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm not saying that this is peak stardom and every woman's really great or anything, but there's definitely enough to build a solid lower card, mid card, and total soon, or easily. Just let me book it, me and Anna. <laughs> Give me the pen. No, you know, honestly, we'll, we'll I'm so cracking. tired that because they feel like the answer, like to shut people up and to oh, to book a good women's division, they. They only have the one match per week. So let's put the most women we can in that match. And that's why every week is a tag match. It's a trios match. Mm -hmm. It's another tag match. It's another trios match. That doesn't mean it's a good division. I would rather take like one singles match, but an actual good singles match over seeing like six women, you know, because it it just builds the division more. It shows off the women more. It just gives more weight to the division. It makes like people actually care about the women wrestling in AEW a lot more than just, oh, if you put like all the women, people are going to complain less. It's just dumb as booking. I'm so done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Wilchers and $5. Uh, TK trying to give Annie J the Trip Williams push. They tried to put her with less super worker. Amen. Two completely different results. Trick yeah. Williams is special, brother. We're coming for it all. Logan one ninety nine. I'm Who the enforcer. Is we, Monty? Who is we, bro? Right. <laughs> don't worry. The, the trick oh, really oh, don't, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Logan one ninety nine. I'm the enforcer. AW needs big meaty dog. Shout out Logan the job. Shout out Shepard. Logan. Um, all right, got him Shane Tyler promo. Shane Tyler cut the promo on Samoa Joe and about reclaiming the ROH Television Championship. And then it is made official. Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor for the ROH World Television Championship on pay-per-view. $50 pay-per-view, AO. I know you're fired up for this one. Bro, TK doesn't even see fit to put Shane Taylor on Dynamite. Doesn't see fit to put him on Collision. Threw his ass on pay-per-view. Against Samoa Joe. Like, Joe is still Joe. He's gonna be Joe until the day he dies. There's something about being that real that just never leaves you. But, come on, bro. Like, yeah. like come on, bro. <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's, how old is Joe nowadays? Like, 44, 45? It's like, is, is wrestling Shane Taylor one-on-one really what he needs to be doing at this point in his career like Samoa Joe is 44 years old bro like Shane Taylor singles match no uh no fucking no step like all right man like when this when this gets a a four something on cage match don't blame Joe don't even blame Shane because Shane didn't put himself in the match you got one person to blame. That's like, Anthony Rafiq Khan. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is nothing against Shane Taylor or whatever. But unless the Zack Sabre Jr. Samoa Joe match is happening on Wrestle Dream, there is no excuse that this match shouldn't happen here because it makes the most sense. 
because they did so much building to it on Ring of Honor and then it oh never God, fucking happened. You have that in your back pocket. Just put it on the pay-per-view. Unless was... it's going on WrestleDream, then disregard all of this. But that's I was still watching Ring of Honor when they started building this feud. I haven't watched Ring of Honor like all summer, bro. Like they started building that shit in May. The mm-hmm. that's the uh, Samoa Joe uh, ZSJ feud I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I don't fucking like I don't fucking know. There's no bro. excuse. Hangman Page not booked by the way. Have a booking, like, Hangman Page not booked. We're all we're no, all not booked. This this oh. is a fucking zero hour match. You know what I mean? This is why it doesn't yeah, make bro. sense for me that this match is on the pay per view and they want to put Athena versus uh, Billy Stark, something that actually been mm-hmm. building for like. You know, yeah. weeks and weeks now. Uh, and they already to put had that a match. awesome match on the Forbidden Door. Exactly. Uh, zero hours. So, exactly. Like, Why on the another Forbidden Door match? No, that should be for me. It just makes no fucking sense. And for me, it's just like another proof that they do not give a fuck about <laughs> the women, and it just feels so disrespectful. Like just how can Shane Taylor cut like one promo? And oh, he has a pay per view match because oh, it's Samoa Joe, of course. But what what are you saying? Like Athena. It, Katina, like her title, it's technically more important than Joe's title. If you right. see, you know, the hierarchy yeah, of stuff, it makes no fucking especially sense. Especially with the me. way, like, how... especially with the way that ROH has done like the storytelling with Athena and Billy, it's like that's one of their main it's threads okay. on their shows. Whereas, like, the Samoa Joe Shane Taylor thing, so like, Shane Taylor won some shitty tournament, you know, it <laughs> like... came out of nowhere. And, like, how do you put that match on pay per view and you want to put Athena versus Billy again in another zero hour? Like, just sh- yeah. shut the fuck up. And, like, I, I know it, it stresses that me they're out. waiting for Billy to be cleared or whatever, but that's not an excuse to put it still on the fucking zero hour. Like, if the match can happen, just do it on the main card. Because what yeah, and I think... match are you going to have on the main card? Like, who the fuck's around in a place? It's gonna fuck his perfect pacing, you know. But yeah, oh, I, yeah. bro, and the, the Billy Athena feud is like something that's actually over on Twitter. Like yeah. I see, I see clips about that shit every single I week. I've never, I've never personally like maybe y'all see it all up and down y'all timelines, but I've never seen Joe and uh, Shane Taylor interact on Twitter. Like I've never seen anybody no. clip that shit up and post it. I never saw you doing any like engagement or anything like that. Well, every week I see the Athena Billy Starks thing. Like, obviously Samoa Joe is on a different level of star power than the than Athena and, and Billy Starks. But it's just like, I, like I don't fucking know, bro. This shit sucks. Oh, that shit. Yeah, you could have given Joe any match, and there are so many like other matches that would make sense. And it just, and even like AO said, like, even if uh, Billy is not clear to wrestle. Like, Athena, you should have a plan B for Athena, you should have a plan C for Athena, you should have a plan D for mm-hmm. Athena, because it's, exactly. like, the, one of the best, if not, yeah, she's the best women's wrestler in North America right now, no questions about it, you know, her title reign is definitely being one of the best things in women's wrestling in general for me, not only in the United States, uh, so how do you not have other people she can wrestle if she want you want to put her in zero hour give her a random fucking match you know does that do an open challenge because if she's fucking beat everyone in ring of honor let her wrestle someone that's like employed by aew that just exactly. doesn't work the ring of honor fucking taking. fly someone in if you have to even if like like her whole her whole gimmick for a long time was the american joshi how yeah. many is tk giving her to wrestle it's just fucking dumb. Not one. <laughs> I'm, I like. I'm, I let me go to a cage match. I don't think I don't. Like, I don't remember one off the top of my head, bro. Like, 
Uh, but she, she wrestle Yuka? Oh, am I yeah, imagining that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had that Yuka match. It was, uh-huh. it was really good. Uh, but yeah, Super Card of Honor. She wrestled Yuka. Yeah. Uh, if she um, does an open challenge, I'm afraid they're just gonna sound like energy, you know. No, <laughs> it's always energy. <laughs> it's always energy. Yeah, Phantoms of the Athena versus Venny, bro. Get, get book that shit. Uh, book it. I would be so up for that. No, that's a dream match for me, for real. Like, Venny versus everyone. I love Venny, but yeah. Oh no, I don't think TK knows who Venny. Bro, could you imagine? <laughs> no, I don't. Is is any? Is there any stardom shows on this weekend? Not big one. Uh, Isn't the final? They're having five, five stars still going on. Okay, yeah, so who, who's who's on the phone? Who's um, who's got big matches on Sunday? Anyone? Let me let me see. My point is, is that imagine if it's you do not... Athena. Like you could do like an Athena open challenge as as mentioned. Bro, just flow someone in. Could you imagine if Julia walked out in Chicago? Bro. You know, like. For <laughs> me. No, for me, that's also something like because the, their excuse so far with stardom is oh because they can't send anyone or this or that you know and then you have Utami you do that bullshit with Utami like it was a good match with Shadora yeah but still like you could have done so much more with Utami uh, and Julia in the middle of the five star Grand Prix she just went to wrestle in Impact you know yeah. on Impact like how can the multiverse. how can you have such a exact how can you have like such a close relationship. With Busher Road and just <laughs> fuck that up so bad. I said, Julia is wrestling, but you know, someone of that ill. It's know? not even like, mm. and it's not even like people I'm keep saying, like, oh, Rossi doesn't fuck with AEW, Rossi doesn't fuck with AEW. Of um, course not. Julia, Julia gets her American bookings like through Rocky. Like, he's not even, mm-hmm. he's not even dealing with Rossi. Like, Rocky Romero has been handling that. And TK and Rocky obviously have a really good relationship. If this was something he pushed for, it would happen. Is what, basically exactly. what I'm saying. No, basically. he doesn't care enough. Like, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. If you have Utami and you don't even play her fucking music, it just shows you. You don't care. Utami is uh, Utami and Shuri had a 5.5 star match. And I know Tony can care about star ratings. He just doesn't care about stardom, so. Yeah. Shana, he, he did say at the media call that he wants, um, you know, he, he wants stardom and New Japan involved in this Wrestle Dream show, but. We'll see what happens. New Japan's got a show on the same day. It's a road to Stardom destruction well. show. Um, show yeah, Stardom, Stardom up shows every day. day yeah, and Stardom has the finals of the Five Star Grand Prix the day before. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. we'll see. Um, but yeah, Shanta. Um, again. <laughs> all right, next up we had uh, Don Callis <laughs> and Takeshita talking tactics. You know, Don Callis is pulling up. Kenny Omega's X-rays and saying he needs to he needs to hit this move to affect this injury that Omega had and they're going into talking tactics and whilst it did pop me a little bit you know like it did pop me Kalish just breaking it down you know calling for Takeshita to hit the blue thunderbomb because it will hurt <laughs> some of it won't even making sense you know but uh, it popped me a little bit but just this is not considering the match is this Sunday like this is not the heated go home is- angle and I know it wasn't ideal that Omega yeah. wasn't there apparently he was yeah. stranded in Florida couldn't get out of Florida but um, even still with having no Omega to work with live just this didn't 
you know, he didn't, he didn't smack you in the face that this this match was happening on this weekend, you know. So, mm-hmm. is it the biggest match of Takeshita's career, and why are we not treating it like that on TV? Like this, it's like, it's a funny bit, whatever they were doing like backstage or whatever. But it's like, bro, like he's about to wrestle Kenny Omega, who is the greatest wrestler like of all time, in a singles oh. match in Chicago, like. We should be, like, it should be being treated as, like, this massive fucking deal. And it should have been, like, the through, fr- like, I get, because Kenny couldn't be there, it's harder to do something like this, but the- this should have been the through thread of this Dynamite. And maybe it would have been, like, maybe it would have been if Kenny was there. But, like, even in, like, the weeks before, they have not treated this as big of a deal as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And it's really fucking frustrating, because the match is going to be great. So people are going to just be like, oh, well, you guys bitched all in the build-up. It's just like, yes, because the build's been shit. So, yeah. They barely mentioned the fact that Takeshita pinned Kenny. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, <laughs> and messy. for me, yeah, if the build had been good and then one week, oh, Kenny couldn't be there, it happens, but the build was good either way, no one would be complaining, but it was just yeah. bad. I, I already said everything that I had to say before, but yeah, it's just been very disappointing. I know the match is going to bang, it's going to be amazing, I have total trust. Uh, unless they do... They have to dunk house doing his usual bullshit, <sighs> you know, which they probably will. But I have full trust on Kenny and Takashi to have a good match. But it's yeah. still like, it just feels like such a missed opportunity, this whole entire feud. Yeah, definitely uh, a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Because the idea of them two having like, their singles feud, you know, when Don Kali's first turned and when he linked up with Takeshita and he was, Takeshita was like, he was Don Callis's guy, you know. That's what it felt like they were doing. Like Don Callis is now the chosen one, you know, the new Kenny Omega that's been, you know, like mm-hmm. that he's replaced Kenny with. And then obviously with it, then going into the Jericho feud and stuff like that, and then him, um, you know, he kind of felt like he fell more into the background, you know, which is with the potential you had and the heat that you had with him after the turn. It's like such a huge, massive missed opportunity, like kind of said. Um, Ayo, I know you also touched on it earlier and give your thoughts kind of about the the lack of real build to this great match that we're going to get. But uh, you got anything else you want to add at all before we move on? Like, uh, AW fans, right? <laughs> They're going to do that thing where Kenny and Takeshi have a five-star match on on Sunday. They're just be like, oh, and y'all, y'all are complaining about this build? Y'all thought this wasn't going to deliver? Nobody ever said it wasn't going to deliver, bro. We said the build fucking sucked. And it does suck, bro. Like, there's no reason for Takeshi to go over. Because Takeshi goes over in this feud, like... People love Takeshi. People love Kenny, obviously. But there's no emotional investment in this feud. Like, it's just going to be... It's going to be a good wrestling match. One, two, three. All right, what's next for both of these guys? Like... So that's why I think... I think Kenny should just go over. Takeshi gets an actual build-up. Actual heel run. Actual, actually get some fucking heat on him and shit. Revisit this. Let him go back. Let him go over Kenny. Because they just, they fucking, they fucking bottled it, bro. They've bottled this. Like, it's, this shit has not been good. So, like, uh, it, it's unfortunate, too. Because this, this, could, this is a match of the year contender, um, possibly. This is, this is something that could main event any pay-per-view. But, when, like, when you don't build to the match, it's just like, it's going, it's just not going to be. It's not going to be what TV. it be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this should this should be like the most important moment of Takeshita's career, and it they just fumbled it so bad that it's now every, everyone's just waiting for it to to be over. You know, 
like oh the match is gonna happen like yeah let's move on like no one cares anymore for what a, should be the biggest moment for him right you no know? so it should be it, like one of those moments we look back on in aew as a defining moment for the promotion as a whole and they just haven't yeah. displayed it like that exactly. like in the past couple of months and it's really frustrating it? because if i've wanted so to be bad. invested in this like I love Takeshita. Kenny's one of my favorites. Like, this is going to be fucking incredible. And it's just not being built right. It's mm-hmm. really annoying. Yeah, it's tough. Um, a lot less than ideal, I think it's fair to say. But yeah, Dynamite, the acclaimed, they have a uh, pretty much like a little celebration and a reveal. Yeah. Daddy Ass is back. They uh, announced the House of Ass. Um, <laughs> crazy. Um, and then they revealed some new AEW trios titles. Of course, they've won them over the weekend. And uh, they have the pink the pink straps. And the back of the titles, like, scissor into each other. Yeah. And uh, they had a lot of fun with that. And, uh, yeah, this was a nice little segment. New belts. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Excuse the pun, but it's true. And, uh... Seems like they're gonna get over again. They're gonna get over like all over again with this house of ass thing. Um, <laughs> so they just keep coming up with shit, man. And that's what good performers do, you know. And uh, shout out to them because, like I literally just said, everyone loves the acclaim, man. Um, they're really over, really great baby faces. And uh, hopefully they can have a pretty good run with these trios titles because they have been kind of just uh the trios bouts have felt like they've just kind of been floating around in AEW ever since ever since the elite dropped them really and you know the acclaimed aren't active are all over the television all the time you know they're going to get time on tv tony really likes them so hopefully that can then you know leak into them having a really solid frame you know that means something so we will see we will see we will see uh, anyone got anything to add on the acclaimed new trios champs, the belts, anything like that? The shade of pink they chose was so fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah, that shade of pink is crazy. <laughs> it should have been a baby pink belt, but the fact that they scissor popped me, so... I, I do wish that they, that they let us know where the acclaimed was headed next in that segment, yeah. but you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. We kept expecting, like when we were on the watch along, we were just like, okay, so who's coming out? And then no one came out, and we were like, sick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Excalibur's announcements uh, Rampage we've got Sky Blue Willow versus Taya and Anna Jay uh, we've got Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Keith, and we have a tag team battle royal for the um, number one contendership for the ROH tag titles and to face MJF and Adam Cole on Sunday uh, the battle royal included Aussie Open, the Hardys, Dark Order, Best Friends, Mogul Embassy, 2.0 and more. Uh, I guess we'll get into some spoilers a little bit in uh, shortly, but not right now. We'll finish this Dynamite review first. Uh, collision announcements. We've got Outcast versus Brit, Stat and Sheeda, which makes me think there's still opportunity that we get. They might just fucking throw Brit versus Shader on this all out card. Like um, just fucking bro, just do it. Just fucking I think do I it. think there's Why a chance. I think there's a chance. Um I'm not saying that it's a match that I'd be fired up for particularly, but it would be, you know, it's two big stars in the division, you know, singles match. 
Um, obviously, it hasn't had an ideal build. It's just kind of them frowning at each other and having a few miscommunications. But, you know, fuck it. Some matches, so. uh, yeah. Dax Harwood versus Jay White. I'm definitely very fired up for that one. Uh, we've got the Acclaimed versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. And a Ricky Start segment where he challenges Ricky Steamboat to a <laughs> strap match. <laughs> um, that is wild. So if Punk doesn't make it back, where could they possibly go with this Ricky and Ricky segment? Dax. <laughs> <laughs> Some Dax out there in the name of CM Punk in Chicago, you know. Goddamn hooligan, get away from the dragon. <laughs> oh man. Dax, Dax defending nice. Punk's honor in the name of the dragon would be. I don't know, man. That might be grabs. I can't lie. That might be grabs. Telling you, man. Talking of grabs, though. Speaking of grabs, we've got um in the main event of AW Dynamite, we had Penta challenging for the international title versus Orange Cassidy. The winner gosh. will be facing John Moxley at all out. Um Yeah, man, the crowd the crowd was really in for a lot of parts of this. I did think that Penta's heat segment at the start did get a little bit slow at times. Yeah. Uh, he was when he was yeah. working the arm and stuff. The crowd absolutely loved that um the destroyer spot, which caused a little bit of discourse. I'm sorry, bro. That shit was fucking. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's not more. It's cry, not cry, more. Cry. It's definitely. It's definitely not more kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I'm listening to the crowd, bro, and I fucking loved it. So right. I don't know how you can sit at home and be like, "Oh, this is terrible, and this isn't how it should be a done." Crowd, a crowd has been sitting on their fucking hands all night. They do that destroyer spot. The fucking roof's going off, and y'all like, actually, this isn't how you work. Shut the fuck up. You 600 pound mark. They just have yeah, fun. Just, no, just... It's, it's fine. Not, like I've just said, like that, that that sort of spot, like it's not for me personally, you right. know, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, nah, you shouldn't do that. Like I heard the crowd, bro. You know, it's, um, if the crowd, if the crowd, lo- if the crowd is loving it and it's getting over, then you can't say that it's the wrong thing to do, even if it isn't to your taste. You know, it's just easier to say that wasn't for me. You know, <laughs> it's just so much easier to say that and leave it at that. Um, but yeah, the crowd, the crowd was into, it, especially like the closing stretches of this match. The crowd was really into it. Of course, another good Orange Cassidy total defense, uh, where he steals one again. It looks like it's all over for him. After I can't remember what the big move was. I think it was a. Uh, Oh, oh, oh from, Penta hit the fucking yeah. The, oh no, he yeah, he, he, he hit a lot of fucking yeah, the, the fear factor uh, pile driver, and then the fucking arm breaker, and then another fear factor and shit. And then he got he uh got reversed into a pin, and uh, like I said, Orange Cassidy steals one again. Um, definitely had a lot of high points. Really good at main event. Crowd loved it. Was into it. And then Orange Cassidy gets on the mic after, and he cuts his promo. Like a proper, like a real ace, you know. He's talking yeah, about, is that, and again, another like kind of work rate promo, similar to what he was saying earlier in the show. But of course, he's just wrestled a, a really good main event, so it has, it's more impactful. You know, he's talking about how he's in pain, and the backpack is getting harder to carry every week. But he's still here. He's still wrestling, and he told Max to bring more than a fork. And uh, he goes on. He says a few more things, but it's a really good fired up promo, Boy Cassidy. Max comes to the ring, they get face to face. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, man, Orange Cassidy's 
he whenever he's given an opportunity, he absolutely always delivers, doesn't he? And I think last night was another another example of this. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, he's definitely tapped into a more fired up, different part of himself for this Moxley stuff, and it's getting over, and people are taken to it. And that promo was really, really solid way to end Dynamo, wasn't it, Charlie? It was, yeah. I really liked the promo. I loved the match. I thought it was fucking awesome. Like, I've been, I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy, but um, I've been kind of ready for his reign to like, like, just wrap up and like see the belt on someone new because like all the matches he's had have been like solid to great. So it's not like he's had a bad reign in the sights. It's been fantastic. But it's like when you're this deep in and it's like you're not wrestling like top names all the time for the yeah. title reign it gets a little bit samey samey but man if he beats mox i'm all in on it again like that promo it really it, i'm back like it got me back into it but the match with penna was fucking awesome like i've i rewatched it today it was just so fucking good like the apron spots like especially like they got me to bite on a lot of um false finishes so and it actually got time it wasn't a 12 minute dynamite main event so mm-hmm. good stuff man absolutely um really good stuff guys please like the video man please like the video i know we got a uh, way way over 100 people in here so get those logs up man i need those logs we need those logs to help out a lot and um yeah like the video like the video subscribe if you haven't already of course super chats always appreciated um anna you enjoy this main event and orange cassidy promo oh yeah absolutely no i think the the whole match first of all like was amazing orange cassidy he's not he hasn't missed in the ring in such a long time you know like he's so talented he's so amazing uh I really enjoy his title ring. I understand it's been getting like a little bit tiring, but the way that he's been working with it, that has he has been adding that as a part of the story as well. For me, it's just mm-hmm. so smart. I don't feel like I've seen that a lot in other long title rings, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's just really smart for me. And I already said that like the promo was amazing. I feel like because we don't see Cassidy talking when he has a moment like this, it's so much more important. It feels so. Yeah much bigger so it has so much more weight you know because it really goes against his character basically (laughs) his character is the whole like oh i don't care i'm just doing this like whatever and then when he grabs the mic it's like no this means everything to me like oh fuck you know he actually cares so much about this one thing and um he adds another layer to it but i for one i don't want to see him losing against mox because i i still would rather see this title going for someone for example like Takeshita. you know like let's build him back up like give it to him or turush you know give it to someone an actual international talent would be nice as well but give to someone who also can keep up like this work rate and i know mox absolutely can of course but i want to see like the title being used to elevate someone and we know mox yeah. more than he doesn't need to be elevated and uh, he would be, have an amazing title reign like no questions about it if they keep this title as a work rate title i would love seeing that with mox but he can he already has that without the title you know so i feel mm. like it would be nice seeing the title going to someone else but independent of whoever wins it's gonna be a banger match i'm really excited to see how their styles are gonna mix I just think it's going to be really interesting and really fun. And whatever happens, Orange Cassidy had one of the best of the title reigns of all time. So, yes. props to him. Yep. Yeah. 
I think I think I think these styles of John Moxley and Orange Cassidy are going to mix very very well. Yes. I'm very much looking okay. forward to it. Uh, Ao, I have a feeling you enjoyed the main event and Orange Cassidy promo. You want to give some quick thoughts on it? Yeah, I love the main event. Love the fucking promo. Um, obviously, the best promo of Orange Cassidy's career. I'm ready for this to be done. Um, no slight to Orange Cassidy. It's just like you'd be hard pressed to find any title reign. Any belt, any arrow, we're just like, oh, 32 defenses? Let's let's get to 42. Like, I don't, like, nobody nobody really watches wrestling for that, I don't think. Um, I I would like it a lot if you dropped it to Mox, just because, like, I, I, I agree 100% with everything Anna said, but it's just like, what's stopping him from putting this on a, a mid-carder to, what's stopping TK from putting this on a mid-carder to elevate them, and then it turns into... Another TNT title situation, yeah. like that's that's just something that can't really happen if you put it on an already made man like Mox. Um, they booked the match, so just let let him go over, bro. Like, um, if if I had my way, Swerve would have won it a month ago, yes. but it didn't it didn't go that way. Um, it I don't I don't know if it makes a lot of sense to circle back to him. Who knows when Roosh is gonna be back, and it looks like he's a collider. When he does come back, so he's gonna be more into like the TNT title picture and shit. So uh, just put it on fucking Mox, bro. Like I, I've always like this is a, I've always said this is a good way to rehab belts. Like before Punk started doing the real world title thing, I was like, yo, give him the fucking TNT title and let that main event all the rampages. It would rehab that belt so fast. But obviously they went in a different direction with the whole real world championship and shit. Whatever, good for them and shit. But I still like I still said like other people like. Uh, like uh, Brian Danielson should have the fucking TNT title or something like that. So just just like just a main eventer, a made man who the can't fuck up the belt. So I think they should go that way with the international title for at least a little bit longer, and then try to make somebody. But well, I yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if it was like that. Like if they gave the title to Mox just to keep it fresh, and while the titles on Mox, they're building someone up, right. like, like Takashi yeah. someone you know, they're building someone up to uh, then take the title off Mox because it's also like a huge deal to take the title off Mox, you know. And so I wouldn't yeah. mind if it was that way as like, well. Like, like I you... just want them to keep it work rate title. Like no matter who's the champion, just give them match crazy mm-hmm. matches right. every week, and that's I'm good with that. Yeah. Like I think none of us would be shocked if. Roosh wins the title. Takeshi wins the title. They're red hot. Everybody loves the fucking match. Five stars across the board. WrestlePure is four, five stars. Like the fourth one ever. And then a month later, and we're like, where the fuck is Roosh? Where is Takeshi? Why is he not on TV? Like, I could see that happening. I, I, I don't want that to yeah. happen, bro. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, um... I mean, at the minute... International titles in good hands, and it seems like no matter what happens on Sunday, it will remain in good hands regardless of the winner. So, right. um, but yeah, it's Dynamite. Not in the main event, honestly. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about all that card, of course, as well. But just uh, just closing thoughts on Dynamite. It's kind of to echo a lot of what I was talking about. Like it was a solid show. And it was like, you know, if it was just a normal Dynamite and you didn't have a pay-per-view this week, and you, you could even say that like, this was a really solid, good episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was nice and steady in terms of pacing. Nothing felt really rushed or, you know, anything like that. It was easy to follow. 
it wasn't dizzying like Dynamite can be sometimes. Um, but of course, as I all mentioned at the top of the show, it's flawed in the sense that it didn't make me any more excited for All Out, and the pay-per-view is this weekend. Right. Yes. Um, outside of MJF and Cole being confirmed for the show, which, you know, I'm not really particularly excited for the spoiler, what we got revealed as what their match will be. But coming out of Dynamite, you know, at least it was like, okay, MJF and Cole are going to be on the show, you know. And uh, they still are. But, you know, like I said, after spoilers, I'm a little less fired up about that part of it. And it's also, it's hard to be a bit, it's hard to be too, too harsh about last night because, of course, they had travel issues, they had illnesses, etc., etc. Omega being missing is like a huge huge blow especially with how mediocre that feud has been like they could have really done with something super heated with omega there live last night but it wasn't to be um like i said the tactic segment it did pop me but it just wasn't heated at all um hangman was there he was at the tapings mm-hmm. you know he wrestled brian keith um shout out brian keith for getting the opportunity by the way uh, really good wrestler uh but page he just wrestled and left. He there was no angle or anything. I'm told after the Brian Cage. Oh match. fucking brother, bro! And um, so this news is not on all out. Yeah, so it seems uh, as it stands, um, Hangman and Page is not on all out. He wasn't on Dynamite, and he wrestled for a few minutes on Rampage. And on a on a night when you've got no Omega, you've got no Swerve, and you've got no Soraya, who you had plans for. Um, MJF is away, you know. Oh, give me, give me some Hangman, and that's me. And that's me saying it. Like, oh, I've always said I liked Hangman, but I've never seen him in the same same way as like, let's say, for example, Charlie or I see him as like him or for him, you know. But like, I like Hangman, and he is definitely one of their top stars. He's and got in situations here, like, bro. yeah, Continue. and in situations like last night. Use more of him, bro. Like, what yes. the fuck? Like, what? There's not. I don't think there's really any excuse for him not being on Dynamite, even if you're not putting him on All Out. But say if he's got time booked off for that weekend or some shit, you know. Just but, send him um, after him. Literally, cut a promo. People yeah. love him. <laughs> like, he could have gone bro, out. he got. Like, I'm pissed off about losing it all in. Just send me someone to wrestle right now. Like, you mm-hmm. could have just done something like that. Y'all, y'all were in the arena, so I don't know. I don't know how it came across to y'all, but. From us watching from home, Hangman got a top three, top two pop at fucking yes. at all in, bro. And it's just like it was cowboy shit chance, like for the, for the cowboy that shit chance was like, crazy. He wasn't even in the fucking ring; they was ringing out, and it's just like TK sees that, and it's just like oh, okay, I'm missing. I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff with Swerve right now. He he's sick. The women's champ is sick, so she can't get a segment. The god of professional wrestling, Kenny Omega, is stuck in a hurricane. We got Hangman back here. Um, we need you to wrestle this unsigned guy uh, on Rampage. All right, thanks, bro. Fucking cocks. Like, and that's not. I mean, let me not get spiteful. Let me not get spiteful. But yeah, and that's not. That's not anti Brian Keith. Brian Keith's probably like the best uh, Tomohiro Ishii uh, cosplayer on the Indies right now. Yeah. And that's not. That's not an insult. Bro. That's a compliment. Fucking awesome. So, <laughs> like he's a great wrestler. Hmm. It's it's just frustrating because like. I'll hear like little, you know, you hear things after these shows from people in AEW and something. So, well, you know, like this person and this person wasn't available. So we just had to do X, Y, and Z. And like I ranted about this a few weeks ago. If people remember, we watched that show about like people just not being like top stars and people just not being there like yeah. every week and being available more. But 
then I'll hear that, oh yeah, Hangman wrestled on Rampage. He's like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just I just mean, like, that the week when I done like, when I complained about it, it's like Zack Saber Jr. was at that collision taking, yeah. and they're and just like, like, "Yo, fuck it, get on Rampage." I mean, get on uh, ROH. Yeah, and then he wasn't even on the All In card, so there was no me. excuse for him not being on Collision. Yeah, see, he really is baffling to me. But you know, uh, for all out, let's forget. So uh, for all out, um, they've added. You know, let's just talk about the card. Uh, we've got Kenny Omega versus Takeshita, Hobbs versus Miro, MJF and Cole versus to be announced. Spoiler alert: in five, four, three, two, one. It's the Dark Order. The Dark <laughs> Order won the Rampage Battle Royal. I'm very sorry to break this news to you guys. I know some. You know what? Some people really like the Dark Order, yeah. but I just don't think. <laughs> I, know, I don't think you guys listen it. to. Um, I don't think you guys listen to Wrestling Observer Radio, but when Dave found out, uh, Dave was like, why is MGF wrestling like John Silver and Reynolds oh, on like, He just couldn't wrap his head around it at all, and neither can I, to be honest. So, Bro, if you were going to ever do this why? Dark Order push, right, there was a time to do it, even though the AOs and the Montes of the world would have been like, yeah, this is not really for me. But the crowd reaction... And, like, the fan support behind them is kind of undeniable. It's just like, all right, they kind of have lightning in a bottle right now. Let them get their run in right now. There's still a lot of other shit in AEW that I really like. But now it's just like they don't even have they don't even have that fan support behind them anymore. They're not going crazy on BTE anymore. It's just like, why is, like, why is this a thing that's going on? Like, why, is, why are they, like, trying to get the Dark Order in, the, in programs with the Elite? Because for y'all that don't know by now, like, we haven't really kept it a secret. On the WrestlePeers channel, Dark Order was gonna get that trios match at Wembley until until uh it was gonna be Young Bucks versus Dark Order until the Young Bucks and FTR were able to sit down and and hash some things out and get the match going. So it's just like why why the fuck is AEW doing this to us right now, bro? And they're still thinking about doing they're still thinking about doing Young Bucks Dark Order at at Grand Slam for that y'all that don't know. So it's just like. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't fucking. I just wanted to be done with this. Like, that's the thing. I understand putting them with the elite, like whatever. But why put them against better than you, baby? Like, what is the? Why? Why? Like, you know, you want you're already making us, forcing us watch them against the elite. Like, we don't need to watch them against other people as well. And it was like, yo, please just contain this. Like, just keep this, keep this, keep this in one area. It's like, it's oh tough. my god, right? No, yeah, the best best friends are right there. That's that's a good shout. The Could have done the best friends. Yeah. I do enjoy some of their work, but bro, in 2023, AEW, there's what are we doing? Why are we putting them in the ring with the two oh, biggest no, stars? Man. I just. Oh. Legit, when I saw the, I just can't do when, it. When I saw the participants for this uh, this match, I thought the best friends were winning because they just came out of like a huge win at Wembley. So it would mm-hmm. make sense. It would be a good match, probably even a better match. And it would make just a lot more sense. And then when I saw the, the spoilers, why? Why are we doing this? Like, oh, and people go on Twitter and they could be like, oh. Well, they did all that stuff on BT with Adam Cole and like John Silver, John Silver and Adam. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> nah, literally, who cares, bro? Like, he didn't <laughs> any of that happened, and it's never been referenced again. Like, what? 
if, they already yeah, have, no, and they own. already had matches against each other that it was referenced. Ah, you know what I mean? They had the matches that the, that uh, Silver and Reynolds kissed Adam Cole. Like they had yeah. all of that already. Like they, they already uh, did all that when they were building to the fucking uh, Adam Cole, not the Adam Cole, the Hangman Kenny match. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's, uh, if anything, I would have just it's like, not been, ideal. Like, I would have gave I would have gave uh, Ozzy Open another match. I'm like, all right, y'all y'all guys are a real match now because they like they had a match, but it was a fucking party match. They're yeah, it wasn't, sure. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah they were, they were trying to make sure Cole and MJF made it to the main event and shit. Like, it wasn't a real match. So like, just give them their fucking match it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, MJF uh, MJF and Cole versus the Dark Order. It's definitely not, um, you know, it's not it's, it's not pay per view, you right. know. Um, but yeah, elsewhere we've got John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. Of course, we just spoke about that. We've got Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. Uh, the Young Bucks and FTI versus Bullet Club Gold. Stat versus Ruby. Eddie and Shibata versus you and Claudio. And Tony Khan revealed on the media call earlier that um, if Billy Starks gets cleared or something like that, then herself versus Athena for the ROH Women's Title will be on zero hour. I believe that's everything that's been announced thus far. <clears throat> and uh, I guess, of course, the big elephant in the room. Will CM Punk make the card? That is currently up in the air, but it's not looking likely, according to reports. Um, Ricky Starks was discussed for plans at All Out in the main event versus CM Punk, which, of course, are who knows what's going on there now. But um, according to Nick Owlsman, uh CM Punk and Tony Khan have still not been in direct communication since All In this past Sunday, and Punk appearing as part of All Out and Collision this weekend is unlikely. Um, of course, it is still possible, in, just to give a disclaimer, it is still possible that something could change, but at the moment, it is not looking likely. So, you know, uh, TK said on the media call earlier on that. He will try and get an update for fans regarding CM Punk's status for All Out by Sunday. So um, hopefully it's not like the Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair situation we referenced earlier on in the podcast where people think Punk's going to show up and he doesn't and you get a weird moment. But yeah, looking like at the moment, no Punk and that list of matches for the card. Kenny and Takeshita need to have like an eight star match, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they need to like break, they need to break records, you know. Um, Children need to cry. All yeah. that shit. <laughs> when the books turn heel, you know, it needs to be like the most Cinema. vicious heel turn of all time. They need to um, stupid kick their heads off. Like, we need something to make this pay per view interesting. God bless Eddie Kingston. Teaming up with Shibata because yes. otherwise I would not be playing this paper. <laughs> yeah, like, that match really. I feel like the whole this this whole card for me is just like yeah, whatever. And then that one match, like there's just some matches that I feel like. As well, more bad. Oh, on, wow, what a match! You yeah, just say the all out card. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> just some matches that I feel like an angel spoke mm. through Tony Khan and like God touch him. And then mm-hmm. he booked that match. And for me, that's the Eddie Tagging with Shibata versus Claudio and Yuta. That, that was the oh, match that was like, okay. He got inspired for that one because that the whole, that, the whole, yeah, no, the whole creativity went for that one match mm-hmm. because the other match was yeah. like. A lot of pieces seems like it fell into place for that one just yeah. to work out in TK's favor. And like, it's going to be, that's going to be a really good match. Like, Eddie teaming with anyone, like, 
like any Japanese wrestlers is always so fucking good. And like, even if you would put like an Ishii in this spot, it would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, but the fact yeah, that he's teaming cool. with Shibata is just like you never would have imagined something like this happening like six months ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh. Yeah, but the rest of the card is just like. Hey, the, the card does have its highs, you know, and uh, honestly, look, I, I guess my honest thoughts on it are, I guess, if Samoa Joe and Darby had, like, real matches yeah. on this show, instead of right. what they've got, I wouldn't be, like, nearly as, like, disgusted that they're asking for $50 <laughs> for from people in the US for it. $50? And they, uh, Shit is crazy. They're, kind, they're kind of fucked up with how they played out the Christian and Darby Luchasaurus stuff. Because like Derby versus Christian on this card is something that I could get fired up for, you know. Yeah. And of course they've already they've already burnt through it. Um Joe going from punk to Shane Taylor in the space of a week is fucking <laughs> insane. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Um I don't care if they've been building it on ROH in the sense of, you know, Shane Taylor won a tournament and that it hasn't been canon on AW television. Yeah. At its peak, at its peak, it had it had twelve thousand subscribers, bro. Like, it's, nobody's watching that shit, bro. They like. Then of course, there's the stuff about the women as well, which we've spoke to, spoken on quite a lot throughout this podcast. You know, miss uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, man. Like I said, just. If there was a, like, if Samoa Joe and Derby had like real matches on this card, it would make the whole card as a whole look like completely different, you know. Right. But they don't. <laughs> they're wrestling Luchasaurus and Shane Taylor. So there you have it, you know. Um, oh, a, t- a, t- a tough week for AEW following the biggest week in company history. You know, they had a really solid go home last week. They had obviously a great show. Yeah, there was some backstage trouble and stuff like that. But coming into this week, the contrast between this week to last week is like quite startling, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully, I'm sure. You know, all that will probably still be a good show. Yeah. Um, Kenny and Takeshita could absolutely, as I mentioned, have a match of the year contender. You know, MJF and Cole are just so over. I'm sure they'll be able to get something out of that. Books and FTR are tagging together, you know. And if you, like I said, and if you had a real Samoa Joe and a Derby match on there, it would make so much more difference, man. But, yeah, has anyone got anything they kind of want to get off the chest about the all-out card? Because, or even not the CM Punk stuff, uh, considering he, it seems like he's going to be missing the card as well. And it is Chicago, so... Even if you're not the biggest CM Punk fan, which I know some people aren't, <laughs> this is a huge blow to the card, you know. I mean, are Chicago still behind CM Punk? Because there was a couple of signs on Dynamite; they were pretty funny. It popped me. They all play along, you know. Yeah. Oh, they play. Uh, this card for me is like some matches. I don't. I won't be able to watch the pay per view live because like work uh but there's some matches that i know i'll go back to watch and some matches that are just straight skip you know and i yeah. but unfortunately there's more skips for me than matches that i will actually want to watch and yeah i didn't know they were charging 50 dollars. that's crazy yeah and i don't think it's worth it i'm sorry like i don't know 
if I'm sitting down watching this pay per view with a remote in my hand, knowing that I could fast forward. I'm, Getting I'm dangerous. Through, I'm spinning through like <laughs> 60, <laughs> 70 percent of this card, bro. Sitting oh down, like <laughs> sitting down and tweeting. I'm about to watch all out and forty five minutes later, like, what a show! Oh. Because you only watch like, two matches. Oh. <laughs> well, they have they have ten k tickets sold for this fucking show, bro. That's what that's what I mean about the punk thing as well, bro. Like, it's brutal <laughs> for those people. Man. Yes, the people... Hey, they have ten k tickets sold for this show. 10k screaming Shane Taylor maniacs fucking <laughs> crowd looking for the fucking Marcus Garvey driver. Oh, man, it's, um... For me, it's also like the same thing with the one women's match, and it's not even the match that I wanted for Chris, so it's kind of like whatever at this mm. point, you know? Yeah. I don't doubt it's going to be good, but mm, I don't think it's one of those matches that, unless I hear really good stuff about it, I don't feel like I, it's a match I particularly want to go back and watch specifically, you know? But, yeah. As far as the win is concerned, it's, I guess, yeah. I guess the only thing you can try, if you want to be the optimist, which I don't think any of us are at this point with the AW Women's <laughs> Division, but if you want to be the optimist, I guess you can be like, okay, so they've got the Chris that they've got the Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho total match. Um, there's absolutely a possibility to do something with Britain Sheeta. And then, um, mm-hmm. You know, it seems like there is a chance that they do Billy Starks versus Athena on the on the pre on the pre show. So that would at least be somewhat of a step in the right direction compared to the All In card that had literally one match on it, and we were told it was because of pacing and other things. You know, so. <sighs> I'm sorry. I just saw a comment saying that I need to watch NXT if I want to watch like real grabs with women. I watch Joshi wrestling. I don't need to watch NXT. I'm good. They do tell someone. Yeah, I bet NXT. No, I bet it's good. I bet the, some matches when people say, oh, this match was very good, I always go like after it to watch, but you know. Bit I'm Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. Brother, like, <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth could resurrect for the second time and put on seven star matches with fucking. Ricky Chosu on NXT, and I will not be watching that shit. <laughs> Y'all need to stop telling people to watch NXT and Impact if they want to see real such and such wrestling, whatever. They, mm. they, they don't want to fucking watch it, bro. They don't want to watch it. We're never going to. I'm, yeah, I'm good, you know. Like, I'm watching the Five Star Grand Prix, the matches that I, I, when I have time, and like, that's that's all of the good women wrestling <laughs> that I need. Bro, right I, remember, I remember I tweeted, I was like, AW and, uh, AW and WWE fans stop me to like trying to one up each other on these like women wrestling wars and shit because your favorite company is going to embarrass you eventually. So just stop doing it. And somebody was like, "Huh, hey yo, you need to you need to watch Real Graphs Impact." I was like, "Bro, I don't want to watch that shit." He was like, "Looks like you don't give a fuck about women's wrestling, bro." I sent in match grades for every night of the five star Grand Prix so far, except for like maybe two, maybe three. But I've been I've been binging women's wrestling, bro. I don't want to watch Impact, brother. I'm never gonna watch that shit again. I'm never gonna be another. I'm never gonna watch Impact Weekly again. Put the belt on Kenny Omega again. Maybe I'll tune in. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all out card. No, um, yeah, it's not. It's card. It's yeah, not what it's you'd what expect happened. from an AW paper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's what happens when you, you book, like, you know, 
two pay-per-views, like two. <laughs> I don't even want to give him that excuse. Like, I don't even want to give yeah. him that excuse because just I could I could book something better than that, bro. Yeah. No, just, honestly, yeah, it was just laziness, but also mixed with the fact like I don't know how did they plan that. Was it on purpose or was it just like, oops, we're oh, we're book Wembley? Considering we that only have Wembley for this year. date, you know. Well, no, but I didn't mean it with all out. Oh no. It's always uh, all out. It's always um, what's it called? Labor, Labor Day weekend. Day. So they need to. They really need to move that. But like they were telling, like when All In was announced, like they were telling people, quote unquote, in the know, no, All Out's staying the same weekend. So like they knew, yeah. like before All In was even announced, yeah. that they was gonna do the All Out the next week. Because they want All In to be the bank holiday, like in the UK, and that just so happens to fall the week before Labor Day weekend. So. Do you guys all yeah, get Labor Day yeah. Monday off? Or yeah, we do. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, so that's probably why he wants to do that. So <clears throat> no, there's definitely a way. That we spoke about it before they went into like, when they were coming out of Blood and Guts and stuff like. There is definitely ways that you can get around doing a back-to-back pay-per-view bill, but it's just like um, it's only ever been done like once before. I think Dave Meltzer's referenced it a few times when Vince done it in like the '90s or something, and he's never done it since. So that would tell you that it probably wasn't that super successful. Right. Um, I guess ticket sales-wise, you could say that this has been, you know, Tony Khan's already said at the media scrum hilariously uh, after All In, that you, no matter how many, even if he doesn't sell one pay-per-view, if it is all-out uh, all show, he's still going to make money on it because, you know, they've, they've sold tickets. I always mentioned they've sold over 10,000 tickets for this show, man. Um so in terms of t- selling tickets, it's doable, you know, in terms of doing one in over in Europe, like they're doing with All In, obviously a record-breaking night, and then getting your 10K that you'd expect from an AEW pay-per-view in America as well. But in terms of actually building the TV and creating the matches and the cards that would like meet your usual standard as an AEW pay-per-view, they just haven't done that. Although there is probably ways that they could have done that Bro, they've got so many good wrestlers. I just don't really think there's... Yeah. I just don't think you can use some of the excuses that some people make for them these days, you know? And even Come if on. they didn't, bro, flying fucking Shingo. <laughs> Let him wrestle Samoa Joe on pay-per-view, bro. God bless. Absolutely. Fucking love Shingo. Yeah. No, fucking Hiromu. Let him have his fucking Darby Allin match, bro. Like, he's still asking for an AW match. Like, he's still... Mm-hmm. Like, he wants an AW singles match. He's like, I want to be on Dynamite bad. Like, I'd love to do a singles pay-per-view match. Like, he's still talking about this shit. We got the fucking wrestling dinosaurs, TNT champion, bro. <laughs> Getting a singles match. Lizard, okay, man. Yeah. I don't it's feel like lizard, man. it's a... No, it's not a pay-per-view that it's worth $50. That's insane. Like, I'm sorry for them. It's just not worth yeah. it. That's I don't even really want to pay 20 pounds for it, to be honest. My ass will be stealing it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> UFC on this weekend or what? Or what? This, uh, <laughs> this is fight night, I think. No, I'll watch it. I'll always do it. I'll watch every episode of NXT 2.0. I'll just, if the graps is on, then it's easy for me to watch. And it's not like yeah. too much of an eyesore aesthetically. 
then I'm going to watch it probably, you know. Someone just said in chat, maybe when Edge debuts, it'll be worth $50. Bro, his contract's not up yet. Like, yeah, it's, it's not his happen. contract's not up till September. All right, I'm sorry so, to uh, before, that rule, but... before we do some Super Chats and get out of here, quick reminder, everyone, please like the video, as it says at the bottom. Like, subscribe, Thanks. Super Chat if you're feeling generous. And uh, we're going to get into these. Like, we've got, like, three Super Chats on the screen, so I'm going to get into those, and then... I'm going to get an over-under pay-per-view boys off you guys for this all-out show. Um, all right. Ricky starts one night in Ayo, you want to read this one? Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> Richard Starks, 199. Ibu Zaddy, I left a strap in your room last night. That's crazy. It's a um, list that you put on it as well. <laughs> is, is, is that not how Richard talks? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ingles draws two euros. Appreciate it. NFL season plus Fulham transfer deadline day killed all out. Uh, yeah, Fulham didn't have a very successful uh, transfer window. I think it's fair to say as a mutual. The last, bro, they, they lost the two best players. Yeah. You know, you got all this. You got all this nightmare happening at AEW that the fans care about and stuff. Tony's other big venture with Fulham is they lost. They lost the star striker at midway through the window, and the window closes. It's closed now, isn't it, Charlie? I think so. Uh, September first or something like that. So, and they've just lost probably the best player they had left, like yeah. just now. So, um, brutal week for Tony. <laughs> Brutal week for Tony. I keep saying it. I said it when I was on when I was live with you yesterday and Tuesday. Um, brutal week for Tony. Just a brutal week for him. Um, Phantom five dollars. Appreciate you as always. No CM Punk chance. No hijacking the show. And even some crowd songs but anti-punk. Do you guys think Chicago's sick of punk's drama too? Um, no, I think I think CM Punk's always going to be like a really big star in Chicago. That doesn't mean that everyone in Chicago is just automatically just going to take it to him and be along the road that Punk takes you on. Yeah. You know, like, he's... like they, they're always going to treat him as God. I don't think it's ever going to be a situation where they see him Punk's music hits in Chicago and they don't cheer him. But there's a lot of diehard AEW fans in Chicago and they're just over his shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too, bro. They're just over his yeah. shit too. There's a lot of diehard elite fans in Chicago. There's a reason why all like All In One was there. Mm-hmm. Like, Hundred percent. And it's like punk punk obviously since especially since coming back like this second time around. In AEW anyway. Um he gets divisive reactions, you know, like he splits the crowds and it makes for this really special atmosphere during his matches, which I think we've all enjoyed so far. Obviously the split is just a bit different in Chicago because of course it's his hometown. So instead of it being like a, a sixty forty or fifty fifty split, it's more like a 70 30 80 20 but there's always going to because punk in the nature of being as divisive and as outspoken and as problematic or whatever you want to call him as he is he's going to be divisive and there is going to be sections that hate him and there will be people that just fucking love every part of him you know so yeah it's uh that's kind of where i'm at with it like anyway i think he's just he's just a divisive guy and that doesn't that doesn't escape Chicago either, even though it's his hometown. But, um, all right, all out, over and under. I'm going to say 
Do I'm going to give the over and under at ninety thousand pay per view boys? Ooh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say over. Um, I'm looking at ninety five to hundred k. You got a lot of faith in the AW faithful. I, I do, I do, but you know. I think it'll be over. I think we actually talked about. I don't know if it was like on Discord or like on a live stream or whatever, but me and I actually talked about this the other day. I think I said like 105K, and I think I'm going to stick around that. I think it's going to be roughly around that. Hmm. Uh, how many do they usually have? I really don't Not check 110, them. 120, so, yeah. uh, I think. So I think Double or Nothing, the last Double or Nothing just passed like 130K. Um, okay. This this All In is going to pass 200K, I think they were saying. So I think Tony said uh, when it's all said and done, it could be their second biggest pay-per-view ever. Yeah. It's their biggest pay-per-view of the year so far. and um, But that's all in, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Very different this week. I would say like around 90. I don't say going like much over, but also not under. So like 95 maybe, something like that. Like 92. Mm. I don't know. Because yeah, gonna... people just spent money with all in, so I, oh, I see yeah. people being more like, "Oh, I don't know about this one," you know, especially with the card. So yeah, I think it'll be around ninety k as well. That's why I set. That's why I set it as the over under, you know. Um, but yeah, man, AEW all out. I guess we will just have to wait and see what they do on Collision. Yes. Um, if they do anything to get us more excited about it. I am actually quite interested to see what they do with this Ricky Starks, Ricky Steamboat thing. <laughs> because that graphic really is quite eye-catching, you know. Um, Eddie Kingston. Shout out Eddie Kingston from last night, of course. Shout out Orange Cassidy from last night, of course. Um, who else do we want to shout out from Dynamite last night? Wheeler Utah. Um, yeah. yeah. Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah. Um, and Tep- Oh, yeah. yeah, man, it was dog- like we said. I always said it earlier on. Good episode of Dynamite. Nothing wasn't offensive in any way, but in terms of, in the context of like, this is meant to be, you know, you go home for all out, get me excited for it. Did not achieve at all. Um, if this was just a random Dynamite, I think the tone on this podcast would be very different, you know? Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone got anything else to wanna wanna touch real, on or anything? Real quick, real quick, yeah. I'm gonna read off. I'm gonna read off the card for AW's worst ever buy rate of all time. I want you. I think Monty, you probably know how many buys this did, but I want Anna and Chuck to guess how many buys this did. Uh, DMD versus Beer Priestley, uh, Proud and Powerful versus the Young Bucks, uh, Hangman versus Pack, Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. SCU versus the Lucha Bros, Rhea versus Emmy Sakura, uh, Jericho versus Cody, and Mox versus Kenny Omega. How many buys y'all think that did? That was very like early mm-hmm. on. So. The worst yeah. ever. Five. Yeah, I was gonna say like ninety-two. That's around eighty, like eighty-seven. That shit did seventy-eight thousand buys. And that car shits on this one. But obviously, AEW is a much bigger operation yeah. nowadays and whatnot. But we'll fucking see. Hmm. 
be interesting, of course. It's like I said, it seems it seems very likely at the moment that CM Punk will not be making the All Out show. So it'll be interesting to see how Tony Khan actually announces that, as he did say he will be trying and promises <laughs> to try and give the fans some sort of update on Punk status before Sunday. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for that because, of course, that card could absolutely do with him and. You know, there's already 10,000 people that have bought tickets and I'm sure a lot of them buying an all-out ticket for Chicago was probably expecting to see CM Punk, you know? So, you know, I kind of... I'm afraid, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for him. It's like buying a ticket in Ohio and Mox not being there. Yeah, it's, it's hey, tough, man, but, you know? but you know what they always say about people that buy a ticket in Ohio and Mox, not, Mox might not be there? Brian Pillman Jr. might be booked, brother. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, he's, a, right. he's the equivalent for Chicago. Fuck it, get Sky Blue on the card. Get Sean Dean yeah, on the card. Yeah, let's get Sky Blue on the card. Sure, let's, let's get some non-toxic <laughs> Chicagoans on there. Chicago and like from here. No idea. Yes, man. All right. And uh, on that Cold note, Cabana. Cold Cabana. <laughs> All right. Enough. Watch the guy. I gotta put my foot down. <laughs> Take it too far, though. You know. <laughs> All right, um, on that note, if no one's got anything else to want to add, nope. I think we're gonna get out of here. Like I said, yeah. please like and subscribe. Appreciate everyone who has um, joined us during this live stream. Appreciate all the super chats, of course. Please turn on our post notifications. And Ayo, will we be back tomorrow with Unpurious? We will be back tomorrow with Unpurious. Tap in. Yes. Um, all our pre-show. We going. We going shit on CM Punk's grave. A whole lot of good shit, man. Oh. You know how we, you know how we get down, bro. You know how we get down. Tomorrow, yeah, uh, six thirty p.m. EST. Y'all be there. Yeah, man. Uh, everyone, thanks for watching. It's been myself, Big A.O., Anna DeMarco, Charlie, and uh, this has been the Rest of Podcast, episode ninety-five. Thanks for watching. Peace.